Welcome to the Draft Champions Podcast. I'm here with Mike the Mouth, Mouth Masato. And first of all, if you're triggered by any random stuff, just stop listening right now. There, I fixed it. I'm, that's good. Um, I can also guarantee there'll be some comments directed at specific ind- individuals, but it's all in good fun mostly. Mike the Mouth, what's up, buddy? Oh, so I'm your buddy again now, all of a sudden, just like that. You snap oh. your fingers and I come on here and I'm your, and I'm your buddy, just yeah, like that. I, yeah, I tell, you, I tell you what's what. Yeah, you tell me what's what. Yeah, what, what, what's what is you came like this close, okay, with you and my little fingers, kind of like losing the best fantasy podcasting guest you ever had in the history of fantasy podcasting, you know, and you almost blew it. Didn't know you were that Why? fucking, didn't know that you were that fucking soft, buddy. First of all, first I don't of even, all. I don't even know what you're upset about. Since, since like, when? It's like, it's like, like I have a second wife. Since when is there now a disclaimer that has to be read before I come in the air? Because the what is it? No, no, that's not for you. That's not for you. You're you're soft. No one, no one, no, no, one, it, no it's that's, for your that's, audience. That's, that's for me. That's for me. Like I'm, I'm now, like I've taken over now. What do you mean you've taken over? You've taken, <laughs> taken over what? This, but this you is my you, podcast. You think you're I'm still doing. edgy? Come on, you're you're yesterday's <laughs> no, news. Dude, you, dude, I don't dude. think you even listened to the podcast I did with John. John who? John Legaza. Look, look, listen, listen. I, the only, I told you once, I told you a thousand times, the only podcast that you do worth listening to are the ones that I'm on. I've said that many times before, right? All right all so right. I don't listen to any other stuff that you do. And anyway, the, the only thing is, is that, you know, that everything you've learned and become, you know, you learn from me. You're a good student. You learn very well. So now you're, now you're trying to, you know, work in, you know, the humorous things, even though you're not humorous. You know, the only time you're humorous is when I see one of your draft boards. That's the only time you're ever humorous to me. All right. But that's, that's it. So you know, you're trying the humor angle. You're trying to be edgy. You're trying to be cutting edge. And look, now you got people listening to you. You got people following you. But no one listens to you as much as when I'm on, right? So we, you don't just snap your fingers when you, when, and all of a sudden over a thousand people listen to one of your shows, let's, right? Let's see, let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens. But you know what? I apologize if I if I set you off for whatever reason. You can get into it. You can roast me on the show. I won't edit anything out. You can say whatever you want about me. I don't give a shit. But I did get you a present, and it hasn't arrived Wait. yet. But I do have a present for you that. And you're going to get this within the next couple of days. And um, I will share it with you. And it's, um, it's going to be yours. So it's, it's not here yet. I can't give it to you, but it's a nice little tease. Okay? Let, let so me guess. Let, let, me get, let me guess what it could possibly be. What, is, okay? what do you think it is? Let me I guarantee you, 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 you again, spend more of your hard-earned money on something stupid on Cameo, right? <laughs> I, Maybe. I, I, I guarantee you that that's what you did. Because I, I I just know how you are because you just did this dumbass Miles Straw fucking thing. And now you got to go out and do something. So just, just so you know, bro, just, just ironically, I got a whole list, bro. And I'm going to spare no expense because there's going to be a whole list of people, okay, appearing regularly, okay, in reference to you from Cameo. Just delivered to you, bro, after this whole Miles Straw thing you just pulled with this crap. This oh, you're going to buy me Cameos? Of course. Okay. Of course. I'll just buy but I'm not. But I'm not. I'm not going to buy you some obscure people. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to get top-notch stars. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to break the bank on so cameos. You, okay, if if I did buy you a cameo, who do you think I? Who, who do you think I would have got for you? If I did, who do you, who do you think I would have got for you if I bought you a cameo? Well, the, the, the smart thing, the, the smart thing you should have done, okay, is you got. You should have got me Byron Buxton. 
which would which would which would have been a great one. You could have done that. I already got him lined up and everything for you on the road. So uh, you know, actually, right. truthfully, he's not doing any 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 like how 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 bad does your life have to be going that he's currently not taking any more cameo requests? Like how how in, he's that injured already in the off season that he can't even do a cameo request. He can't even make a video. How many people want Byron Buxton to do a cameo video? Hey, these are, if I were him, I would not be doing anything. He signed a new contract, anyways. So we got that. We got you a present. Um, I talk. Uh, let's a couple of things to go over before the show starts. Um, first of all, um, I want to thank Baba for having me on the podcast. Baba's Baba's awesome, and he's. Um, oh. I know, oh. <laughs> am, I, oh. am I am I bearing the lead here? Like, a, oh. first like, of all, first of all, no. I heard, first of all, you, I, I heard your dumbass appearance on the Bubba show. Okay. Okay. Now, you know why? You know why I knew about you being on Bubba's show. Let me tell you why. Okay. Because the minute you got on that show, got on, and it was released, I got people texting me, my fans that listen to me, everything else, and say, "Oh, <laughs> did you hear Zach on Bubba? He already, he already threw you under the bus the first thirty seconds of the show." Okay. I so you get on that, you get on the show with Bubba, and what's the first thing he he makes a little shot? Oh yeah, he said he said you're uh, my drunk uncle, right? No, you get all these. No, he says you get all these great guests on there and and Mike the Mouth. Okay, that's what he said. So he makes some kind of little shot dig there, and you just let it go by. Yeah, you don't exactly. What, 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 what should be saying? What do we care? Said, this is what instead of instead of doing this all all show, mm, Bubba, mm, hey Bubba, mm, all you do is kiss his ass the entire damn show. Okay, you actually got on there and said, "Oh, you know, you you referred to him as a great fantasy drafter. You he know, is, one of the guys I'm in, in the league I'll with me." And and saying all these different things to him on and off the entire time. I mean, you even got on there. You even got on there and had the nerves to start saying about the talk about your TGFBI team and how he did. Are you kidding me? Okay, are we turned into a complete industry shill? You are a complete industry. <laughs> okay, okay, that's what you do. You got on there. You, 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 we just talk about that. We roast that freaking. You get on the oh my TGFBI team. Who gives a rat's ass about your fucking TGFBI team? <laughs> what, is, what is that? A seventeen league? Is that what it basically ends up being? You know, you know. talk about Cubby Knoll on your damn draft, and you make you make things on Twitter. This guy Cubby, right, the, mm-hmm. the, the creator of of uh, you know of uh, great video content like a Joe Musgrove video, which we'll touch on later. Okay, the guy times out. He's like timing out, even making fucking picks. That's the kind of quality of people that are on these damn in these damn drafts. And you have the nerve to talk about your finish in the fucking TGFBI. Come on, man. And can we stop? Can we stop using the TGFBI as a comparison, a reference point for okay. anything fantasy baseball? If you're trying to be a serious analyst, aka Jeff Jeff Zerman, you know, early on, don't if you, you're a serious analyst, man, don't use that as a comparison point because okay, it's not. Actually, that's a, I'll, 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 let me respond to two items here. First, TGFBI. I want to make an announcement about that. I am formally retiring from the TGFBI. <laughs> as of this podcast, that's no, what no, I just. This, this was this was look on the agenda. <laughs> Where is it? You can see right there. Yeah. Re- see it? Yeah, I see it. I see it. You're holding a piece of paper. Not, not, yeah. I'm retiring. Yeah. From, I'm, re- I'm retiring from TGFBI. I, I, I don't. Why is that? Because Why? I don't feel. I don't feel like I'm welcome there. It's not inclusive enough for me. You're not welcome there. Why I'm not, are you I'm not, not, I'm not? I'm not feeling welcome. It's not warm and fuzzy. Like I think it's. I don't think it's very like. It's very exclusive to me. Okay. I'm not very. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm welcome on the TGFBI. So it's very. So you, are you saying? Are you saying, Jack? Are you saying you're questioning? Potentially about whether you belong, or you know. I'm, I'm I'm doing a little teaser there. Are you questioning potentially your your who you are when it comes to the <laughs> FBI? Is that what you're trying to say? No, I, I'm saying like a, I, I'm I'm not questioning it. I I won the TGFBI. I'm going out on top. Anyways, I don't. That's that's another thing. But, you, but, you, but you actually, I'm, I'm like David, I'm, I'm the I'm the fucking David Ortiz of the TGFBI. 
I'm not, you won your I, league. I won the league. I'm going out. And you know what? If you win the whole thing, it's a fuck. Like you need you need some sort of luck to win the whole thing. So fuck it. I've done it. I'm I'm on the top right now. I'm 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 at the, I'm at the pinnacle of my fantasy career. I'm done. <laughs> That's the pinnacle. I'm not joking. Retire with TGFBI. And you know what? I know you shit on it, right? Yeah. I don't. I think it's great. I think it's great if you want to play in it. I have nothing bad about it, but I'm done with it. I'm I'm retired from it. Yeah, because uh, it's because because it's a massive waste of your time and resources to do the whole thing. I mean, like I said, I if, if you, it's, it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's, well, how many more? Look, let me ask you a question for you, for you loyal, you wonderful listeners out there. How many more industry leagues do we need to hear about out there before we say enough is enough? Okay. How many more leagues do we need to be in or have or that are in, that are industry related? How many do we got right now? Okay. We, we we're inundated with that content. We hear about that crap all the time. Nobody's serious. Nobody who cares. But that makes any decisions is going to listen to these leagues anyway. It's great. If you want to do it for charity, fantastic. Do it for charity. Make money for charity. Great thing. I've donated a lot of money to, to the, to, to the um, charity that, that, that uh, Justin does uh, and whatever. I, but it's fine. I didn't even play the goddamn thing. And I put more. I, I made the biggest donation of anybody in the whole damn thing. Right. But the point is, it's a massive waste of time. Yeah, it doesn't set the, it doesn't mean anything. It's like winning when these good old boys leagues. Why? It's no point. You know, we don't need any more of those. It's just I'm like just we don't need any more vanilla podcasts. I'm in too many leagues. I would do, I honestly would do it. I just, it's too much. It's too much for me. It's just not going to be a priority for me. And I, well, you don't I, made, what, I made it, a, I made it a priority. I'm not, I, I, I sat my line, I sat my line, I set my lineups. I did fab. I did well, you set stuff. your lineups? Well, that, that's more than half the people in that league did. Yeah, you set man, your I, lineup. I did it. I'm not, I didn't, if I joined, I'm not going to fucking half ass it. I did it. I enjoyed it. It was it was fun, but it just it's not going to be. It's just I'm in too many leagues. I got to cut. I got to cut something up. So it, so you so you, you you took my other my life advice, which I've given you on the show, and for use of the use of the younger generation, you youths of the younger generation. Youths. I always youths. tell people, right? It's better to be you know a whole ass than a half ass. Okay, so don't half ass these leagues. And you know, like I said, you go in there and you just you said you did set your leagues, which is great, which is more than half the people in the league do, and you did your and that's also free agency and fab takes time, right? And you don't want to waste your time. Right, doing fab, we have enough fab leagues and whatever, right? And all of a sudden, first of all, here's another thing: you got all I hear about on everybody's damn show now. When did you become the new Eric Eric Heberling? When exactly did this happen that you are now the me guy and, that's in five thousand? Yeah, well, what, since fish. when? This is a, yeah, yet another thing, another reason why you're turning into an industry shill that you do these. You used to be like, oh, Heberling, he's in five thousand leagues, and you used to be you used to make jokes at the guy. How does he manage it? How does he do all this kind of crap? It's a bunch of bullshit. And now you're you're trying to be the same Heber, the same guy. I'm not trying. I'm not leagues. trying to be that. I'm trying to cut down on my leagues, and I'm not even in close to as many leagues as he plays. Right. And on top of that, it's just 50- a per- it's just a perception because he has no presence on like social media, so like no one really knows him. And then like. You finally you see me who does like twenty five percent of what he does. Fish does twenty five percent of what he does. Everyone thinks it's like him. It's the closest thing you're going to get in the flesh. So right. no, not not close to what he does. I'm 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 just doing the one fifties and the fifties. I don't even put like I'm not shelling out. Oh, 50, yeah, yeah, you, you want to do those fifties, right. man? That, yeah, you want to get right, those fifties? Do as many those fifties as possible, right? So fish, fish. Actually, I, I got to bring this up, like because I was talking to him last night. We were, we had a we had a Zoom chat and. um we, you want to talk about you're talking about a good player now, not you, right? Fish. Talking about yeah, John yeah. Fish, and John so Fish, he's he, he's great. I love I love Fish. Um, he, but he was he said the funniest thing. He said that like um, his wife bought a rug, like for their house, and he was yeah. all upset because that could have gone to a draft. It's like what the fuck are you doing buying a rug? It's like that's like that's like that's like three DCs that I could have joined. So that's like that's what's sick. Like, and I think the same way. I'm like 
every time like there's an expenditure, I'm like, why? This could have gone to a draft. That's like, it's, it's a sickness, I think. Here's, here's the inherent problem that both you and Fish have right now is that you both don't wear the pants in the family, okay? So you have to ask your wife's permission to take money out to do drafts when you shouldn't have to be asking that. You just take the money, like, do what I do. I, uh, no, no, no. I do not ask permission to do drafts. Yeah, look, do what I do. You funnel all of the business, right? It's all a tax write-off. That's what I do every, every single year. Leave the money in fucking NFBC. I don't take it out. It's there. You deal with the, the NFBC. You, don't, you, don't under, you, don't, you can't understand that because all your money's gone every year. First of all, first of all, I'm not, I don't live in a foreign, I don't live in a freaking backwards foreign country like Canada where I have to leave my money in the account because I can't, I can't bring it over the border of whatever, whatever. There's crazy no money bank. in your account. Right. Right now, now there's not. That's true. You know, That's it's exactly true. It. When I had, a, when I had a shitload of money in my account, I sure wasn't going to leave it in Greg and Tom's hands. I mean, come on, you know, for what? Uh, I should actually take some. Money. Okay. Second thing I want to address from what you said is Bubba. He's a good player. I'll tell you that. I don't think he's getting. I don't think he's getting the respect because he didn't play in a lot of leagues, didn't have exposure. But he's a he's a good drafter. I, I I wouldn't say that unless I meant it. I'm not just some fucking guy kissing ass. He's been. I've been in a bunch of his drafts. He's going to be good. I think he's going to have a, like. So what know, are you he, getting? He, you get a fan I've, done, I've done I've done two DCs with him. I've done a fifty with him. He's he's good. He's gonna he's gonna bring it this year. I think. What are you gonna What are you gonna get a fan trash coupon code for that? Since for for, for saying that now that you get that from him, a fan uh, to do that. To say maybe, that, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, so, like I said, have Bubba if have Bubba play in the leagues with the big, you know. And he I, is, and he's, man. Been he's been about, he's been in two DCs. What do you, what, is he, what do you want him to do? Play a main event? Did he do? Did he do? What do? You, how many? What do you do? A one fifty? He's yeah. been. Two, I've, I've been in two one fifties with him, and I've been in a but fifty see, with him. And now he's listening because you know he got he got upset because on Twitter I, I questioned these fifty dollar drafts and he I was and I was money shaming him. He said, of course, because he's very sensitive about that kind of stuff. And he went to the one fifties as a result because there's a point there. And immediately the and the immediate thing he said on one of his shows, right? Because yes, Bubba, I listened to you. So stop crying into your freaking coffee or whatever you have, your freaking uh, you know hot pocket, whatever you're doing right now. You know, it, it, you, 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 he gets on there and he talks about how. He's 150. Oh, they're really just challenging. They know their shit. These guys, of course they do, because you're playing about higher quality competition, the more money that's on the line, okay? as opposed to a 50 DC and a much harder when they're 15 team leagues than they are 12 team leagues. Of course. Right. But I'm still waiting for him to be in one of my fast DCs or one of my open invitation to him. He's actually a guy that I, I want to avoid in drafts now. And there's, there's not very many, but I want to, avoid, I would he's avoid like, him because I don't like drafting he, with him. He's a good drafter. Just like I'm a guy he wants to avoid having on his podcast, of course, right? That's just it's a very, same. very good analogy. That's a perfect analogy. Very, ex excellent analogy right there at this point. But you know, all right, go what ahead. Else? What, what else? else? We got we got to get for uh, housekeeping. Housekeeping items first. I got I got to give. You know, I'm gonna have to re, I'm gonna have to retake all of my anger management class master classes that I've taken right now. All right, uh, because so you know sorry. that that's the this whole this whole thing with you recently has got me all fired up and, and aggravated let's because go, they know let's go, go let's on. go let's, let's, let's air the grievances let's go and then you, the the airing of grievances as i said before you the the first thing you said to me this year 2022 kicks in okay when i almost when i lost my shit with you was when i was talking about phil Dusso, and i said one of the features i want to do which is going to happen on the show anyway now after all your bullshit okay was we were going to talk about all, all the guys phil Dusso is on for 2022 based on his picks for the champion of champion drafts DC that he did this year. And yep. I was going to go through some and of his picks. That, was you immediately well. you were in it too. And you immediately pop a gasket. Oh, I'm editing. I'm editing out everything you're going to say about this, not making it into the show. Instead of saying, Hey Mike, let's talk about that. You know, I'm concerned that Phil might take me brother. Wrong. Maybe you should text him first and ask him. No, you don't do that. You immediately go, I'm going to censor you. Here's the biggest mistake. Okay. I've been doing this for a long fucking time, bro. 
I, I did this back in the 80s. Okay. When 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 you like when when censorship was like it was all the thing, all the rage of the, the beginning of PC and everything else. And I lived through that crap, getting kicked off radio stations and all that kind of this is before podcasting, right? So and I and I said to myself, when the, when the time came, whenever I did something, I'm never gonna be censored. So when I do this crap, I'm not gonna be censored. And you were like, Oh, I'm gonna cut all this kind of crap after the fact. You know, I'm not doing that crap. I don't do this thing for for my for my benefit. I'm doing it to help you. Okay, well, it, I, I apologize, and Phil has given us his blessing, right? So we're all yeah. Go figure. You know why Phil gave us his blessing? Because you know why he's a true champion. Okay, you know he's not a puss. Okay, because he can take it. Because newsflash to you, because Phil, I hate to break the news to you, okay? All of Phil Dussault's picks that are going to happen prior to live MMA and draft are going to be public knowledge to everybody. Because anybody who's a, anybody who's a good player in these competitions is going to find out who he's picked and who he's on. I do that with every single hot top notch player that are out there. Okay, that, that, that's in that. I'm finding out who everybody's on as much as they possibly can, whether they know it or not. All's fair in love and war, bro. That's how it goes. You should you should know exactly. that if you're a top competitor, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you, you want to? I, I thought you listened to my Baba podcast. I said I have a fucking book on everyone that I've drafted with. Okay, so but you're okay to say that, but the minute I say that, but I'm okay, not. I, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Why you're saying? Let me people. tell you something, I'm not bro. Broadcasting people's picks. I'm saying that I know people's picks and I pay right, attention to it. Right. 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 But if you, but if you, if you say you, so, so you get on there and say all that kind of crap. And I know the reason why you're worried about this because Phil is going to be on your show next time, right? He's one following me on this night. True or false. He's coming on as a guest soon. Yes Phil or no? Is, Phil is coming on uh, uh, next, next, next week and he's uh, debuting his new um, approach. It's called the Cafu approach. The what pro approach? Cafu. What's that? K-A-F-O-O. You got, and you, got to, you got you got to tune in to to figure out that. Oh, that I, got, I got that. I, I got to hear that crap that you yeah. didn't come up with. That's your teaser lead. Yeah, right. that, that's, so, it. that's exactly what. So you, you were afraid if the Phil got upset, he wouldn't come on your show. If you yeah. had me come on, I said that kind of he, he would he blacklist you, right? Yes or no? No, I, I was afraid. I, I just it's a respect thing. So I know I know I I don't know whether or not Phil wants his picks. I don't think Phil wants his picks broadcast. Like okay, I think he prefer not. So it's a risk. Let me send a, let me, let me, let me send a personal message to Phil, so who's also a big fan of the show. Phil, I, I have the utmost respect for you. You had a great year, you know, an epic, a historic year in fantasy baseball, right? But let me tell you something. I would like nothing better for you to attain zero dollars next year in all your competitions. That so everybody and their brother beats you because you know what? When you're on top, everyone wants to try to knock you off, right? This is why people come after me all the time because I I am the I'm at the pinnacle okay of fantasy baseball podcasting right I'm at the peak right now right the peak of fantasy baseball pod and everybody's always coming after MTM all the time all the time so I got bring it I, I'm equal to the task he's a professional he's equal to the task right so you know, unless he's getting soft from sleeping on a bed of money every night he should be fine he should be able to, he'll be able to take this no problem right because he knows everybody's gunning for him. So you can't have it right. both ways, man. You can't say, oh, I'm going to be an industry analyst and I'm going to be an expert and I'm going to talk about my things, but I don't want anybody to know what I'm doing. doesn't work that way. doesn't not, work that way. So that, guess what? He's not an industry person. All right. Right. But if you want to, you want to, if you want to socialize in industry circles here and go on these shows and, and talk about all your, you know, what you, you know, all your greatness and everything else, guess what? Okay. People want to want to know how you did it. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, you can't say, well, year, I can't tell anybody. Else. Anyways, doesn't make. We're, be, we're beating a dead horse here. We got to get to my housekeeping. Um, first of all, shout out to my buddy, Rob DiPietro. You got to give him a shout out. I haven't talked to him for a while. That's it. That's all. Nothing Nothing else to it. You want to say hi to him? Yes, Rob. Hope hope you're well. I hope your mom's doing better. I was checking in with you as well, too. When our last draft, he had some challenges there. So in all seriousness, you know, uh, Deadpool hitter, good dude. Uh, as much as I bust his balls to everybody else, right, I'm hoping that he's doing well and he's uh, everybody's good on his end as well. 
Yeah, that's all. Um, next, um, so st standard housekeeping. Uh, this is HR from Draft Champions, um, Draft Champions protocol, um, straight down from HR. Um, are you vaccinated? Like we can't um, continue in, unless you are. <sighs> okay, here's here's the can of can of worms number one. Sit back, tip back in your chair. Okay, <laughs> let me let me start off by saying this whole thing. Okay, since you had to bring the damn thing up at this point about vaccinations. I have to. Sorry, it's not my. It's not my but it's not my place to, to not because yes, because you definitely can catch COVID through a computer and everything. Else. That's that's the next thing that's coming. You can obviously because we're being in this, we're not even in the same room, but we you can obviously catch COVID from through a computer. I understand well, do you, why do you have do you have FUF? What do you mean FUF? Fear of unmasked face. Like no, I, have like, fear, I fear nothing. That's why that that's that, that's basically why because you know, you know because some people some people wear masks over Zoom and I'm I'm like I I if you have fear of unmasked face, I'll put my mask on for you. I only fear two things: nuclear war and carnies. All right, small hands smell like cabbage. Great movie line. You should know what it is. Do you know what it's from? Yeah, it's Austin Powers. There you go. See, see, your you're, you're leash. See, now you're even getting better on your movie lines. All right. Yeah. So the, the so so look here. Here's the thing about COVID. Okay. So first of all, just so everybody knows, since I am the most interesting man in the NFBC, and the only interesting shit happens in my life every single day, and I don't spend my life on you know on Twitch in the basement of my parents' house and just broadcasting and never see the light of day. I've actually lived life and I've pushed life to the limit and that crazy shit happened to me. And I got a story for everything, right? So in August of this past year, you know, I got COVID badly, right? I got COVID badly in August of this particular year, this, this past year, right? Started off as a minor thing. And, you know, if it wasn't for me going for a chest x-ray, because they just send you the fuck home. This is the great healthcare system we have in this country because they all know what the fuck they're doing here, of course. When you go there, when you have COVID, you know, to get tested, they tell you, yes, you have COVID. What do they, what do they tell you? Oh, you seem pretty good. Seem pretty good. Go home, treat it like a cold, which is what I did. Okay. And I'm taking, I'm a, I, a healthy guy, I take care of myself and everything else. Right. And started developing a cough, hacking my brains out. Next thing you know, my wife makes a suggestion. Well, maybe we should just get a chest x-ray. Yeah. You think maybe that should have, maybe should not just to be sure. So, and when, the, and when the, and when the physician's assistant comes out and she looks at me, she goes, you need to go to the hospital. Just like that. Like immediately. Cause I had pneumonia so bad, which I didn't even yeah. fucking know I had. Okay. Because I was so strong. I didn't know how I feel, whatever. So I spent three and a half days in the hospital with COVID. Right. So great thing is strong, took whatever I need to take, got the hell out of the hospital and recovered. I mean, I tell you, the medication was worse than the goddamn COVID that I went through. I detoxed my body from all the steroids and not even a good steroid. They didn't even pump me with the good steroids. They pumped me with the wrong steroids. I mean, if you're going to give me steroids, give me some good steroids. Now I know, I know the good shit, but you're pumping me with the other kind of steroids that make you weak, you know, all the other kind of shit. The only good thing about coming out of being in the hospital, I actually binge watched my first show ever. I never binge watched a show in my life, you know, at all. And I binge watched all of Cobra Kai is what I did when I was in there. My phone got me through, got me through the three days. Oh, so nice. about 39 episodes of Cobra Kai while I was in the hospital bed. I just started okay. the new season, season four. Yes, I know. I haven't got to it yet. So anyway, so I get out of there, you know, I was in the gym, you know, within a week afterwards, you know, had some home oxygen. Uh, it's no joke. Okay. I'm not saying it's a, it's a freaking joke. Then I probably got the Omicron crap later on anyway, but I had my immunity, my immunity, my, my things were through the roof. They said, so I wasn't getting shots because I don't believe in living on shots. People that know my politics know. Okay. I, I'm, I'm pretty left as far as far as anything, but there's one thing I got to tell you about when it comes to COVID and my position on the whole damn thing. I'm tired. Okay. Of this whole COVID shaming hypocrisy. Okay. It's hypocrisy. 
right? Well, you should get shots because if you don't get shot, you have to do it for everybody else. Really? Everybody was so concerned about my health before, right? When they were walking around coughing in my face, you know, during a flu epi epidemic or, you know, and, and spreading disease all over the people spread disease all over the place. You, we're, we're killing each other left and right every single year with disease. But this is the be all end all of everything that's going to wipe us off the face of the earth. You know, no. We had another we had another pandemic potentially epidemic you know not too long with the swine flu remember that to that Pedro Martinez says he pitched the entire World Series probably with the freaking you know disease okay and and millions tens of millions of Americans came down with it lots of people died too but the difference is we didn't have social media like we have today we don't have the media like we have today and everything else just turns into a big thing okay this is not to minimize people dying millions of people die every year you know three million people died in this country in 2020. Let me just give you the statistic here. Here, you ready for this, fans? Three million people died in America in 2020. Guess what the, guess what the number one leading cause of death was? Hey, newsflash, COVID wasn't it. Guess what the number two cause of death news uh, was? COVID wasn't it, okay? COVID was a number three cause of death, if you even want to say that it was a direct cause of death. Let's say we'll play devil's advocate and that it was. Guess what the number two, one and two causes of death in America were in 2020? You know what they are? You want to know what they are, Zach? Uh, yeah. Do it again. Do you want me to guess? Let me let me tell you what they are. Okay? okay. There are two diseases that can be prevented. You know, with what? With better diet, with exercise, with prevention, with a healthy lifestyle. So heart heart okay. disease. Heart disease. Mm -hmm. Okay. And cancer. Okay. But the point, you know, but people, but that's all. But those are acceptable losses. See, if half, if, if millions of people die, okay, every single year, or you know, hundreds of ten, a couple of million people die of heart, whatever, a million people die of heart disease and cancer, that's fine. You know, how and how much money have we spent on cancer since you know trying to solve billions of dollars, trillions of dollars in quote unquote cancer research, okay, which is again run by pharmaceutical industry. You think they're going to find a cure for that? Watch a watch a, C, a DVD series called Cancer: The Forbidden Cure. And you tell me if they wouldn't want to solve and, and cure co uh, cancer in this country, which they don't. All right. So because there's big money in that, unfortunately, right? Now so you don't have these problems in Canada because there's a so, it's a socialized medicine system over there, right? In America, it's all big bucks. The whole country's run by pharmaceuticals and uh, healthcare companies and uh, insurance companies. Okay. So it's unfortunate that people have to die from disease in this country and everything else because we're idiots. That's the main why people are stupid. Okay, and they're idiots. They don't value their health. They don't take care of their health. And then when a big disease comes along, oh my God, save us! Shoot us up with as much stuff as possible. And let's see if we live. All right. And instead of giving yourself a fighting chance by building up your best immune system possible, be as healthy as possible. Lead. Don't be obese. Lead a healthy lifestyle. Do some exercise. Eat right. Take care of your health before. It's, and then you won't need all this intervention. So are the you, point are you, okay. Are you vaccinated? No, that's that's yesterday. Listen, I just said you know. Because oh. why would I get? I had COVID. I built up my immunity with that way. All right. So go put you. Yeah, go put your mask on. On that's a funny joke that no one can see. Right now you're masking up on Zoom. That's good. Be brilliant. So that's the thing. All right. So the point. The point being is, you know, I'm not. I'm not anti that. But you know, it's my personal choice. Okay. Okay. Just like your 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 individual health. Anybody listening, it's your personal choice. Okay. You're not responsible okay. for everybody else's damn health in the world. Okay. You weren't before, and now you're going to be made to be responsible for everybody's health now. Since when? Okay. No one gives a rat's ass about my health before this year. Do anybody care? I mean, if you if you if you're you're spreading disease and germs on me everywhere you go, were you doing that before? Were you worried about that? You know, so I'm tired of all this hypocrisy of people going around saying this stuff about you know you spreading disease and you 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 don't care about. That's not the case. I do care, you know, and, I, and and the reason why I care and the reason why what I, what I do about it is I take care of myself so I'm not sick and diseased all the damn time and spreading to everybody else in the world and taking proper preventative things. Like I have no problem wearing a mask and no problem do whatever I got to do. 
Well, right. I'm gonna keep my, I'm gonna keep my mask on from now on just because of. Your Let's keep your game mask on like an idiot. Go ahead. See that, that that joke's already over. No one can see it. No one gives a shit. Okay. okay. At this point, it's not, so, I'm not joking. But the I, point, the point, good. Where come come wherever. But I, when I, the first thing I'm doing when I see you, I'm gonna breathe on you when I see it. Yeah. So okay. anyway. But, right, but so this, my, my next question. Okay. My next. No, question. we're not finished. We're not oh, finished with this topic. Really, like, so, as I said, so, so just do me a favor for anybody to listen at this point. Okay. It, it's your. Per, I, I. I have no problem. I think people should get all the vaccines in the world. You want to get vaccines ten times a year? Do it. Okay. But don't go around shaming the people or being hypocritical and getting on people that don't. Okay. But then that we set this. We and that makes people even more resentful about participating and taking care of yourself. But again, we're stupid people. We're, we're, we're independent. We're going to do what we're going to do. Diseases run a cycle. It's historic. It's going to be happening all the damn time. What I'm trying to say is, we're going to look back on this whole thing 20 years from now, whatever, how many years from now, and go, what idiots we were when we went about this is how we went about taking care of our health. Okay. This is how healthcare is, is, is was degenerating in this country. Okay. Or in this world. Right. That's why we're all screwed. That's my final thing I'll say. But you don't have to agree with me. It's an opinion. Okay. It's an opinion. Go out. If, you, if you're on to meds, you think health comes from. Go ahead, do it. I, I'm do just following the Giraffe Champions Network protocol, asking the question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear my mask, and I'm going to um, expedite your answer to Mike Kerland, our HR director, and um, he's gonna have to deal with it. But okay. since when? Since when is Mike Kerland involved with anything anymore? I thought he just got rid of you. I heard him on uh, on Bubba show. He's another one. That was another br- br- brilliant podcasting. Uh, I'm gonna talk to him about my podcasting ideas later on. Sleepy K. All right, that that's great, great, great branding, by the way. I'll, I want to listen to someone on the air whose, name, whose nickname is Sleepy, right? <laughs> Ask how many people have fell asleep so far during this particular show, all right, at this point. But that's that's your nickname. So Curlin, don't bring Curlin up about anything. He has nothing to do with the show anymore. I already ditched you. You're done. You don't, yeah. You're not working with Curlin anymore, right? He's doing his own supposed podcast, right? He, has, he still has. He has. He's had his podcast longer than I've had mine. So he's doing his oh, own okay. thing. He does, he he, he, no, he has his own thing. We still talk daily. All right. So ready for my – okay. I got I got no, a no. Bob Saget, unfortunately, passed away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we just, we just received that information. Um, he was one of my favorite comics and actors. Like I love, like, like that actually made me sad that news. So I yeah. prepared a roast for the fantasy baseball, um, I guess, community in honor of Bob Saget, because he was a great roaster and comedian. Right. So you're okay. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You're, you're ready for this. Okay. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the roast. You got, you got your five, you got your, you got your fun facts for, for later. Right. Yeah, I have my fun facts for later. Yes, I do. Okay, good. That's all lined up for later for people that are okay. listening. Fun facts will be later on the show. Okay, because you, you keep telling me these are facts. These are more like just like one-liners. So maybe this is maybe it's a better way to frame it. Is that this is a rose? Okay, so we're going to start off. Okay, so we we're just talking about him, Mike Curlin, right? Mm-hmm. He's long, he's actually launched a new website. It's called SK Playbook, and the SK slant stands for Sleepy K, which is his nickname. He's been telling people that stems from him falling asleep during a podcast. This is untrue. I coined the name Sleepy K because if you look at any of his draft boards, it looks like he fell asleep and auto-drafted the entire thing. Okay. Am I supposed to ensure a left track here at some point? Am I you don't supposed need to, to do it. You do whatever you want. You be uh, you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Speaking of things that make you regurgitate, and you know, I'm doing, I'm doing transitions now, so it's, I'm getting better at this. Mm-hmm. Regurgitating is a natural behavior uh, related to bird, to bird parenting. Regurgitation is also a way that birds show each other that they're interested. This is a natural courting behavior. And it's very common for pet birds to regurgitate on other birds or their favorite people or even their favorite toys. If your bird regurgitates on you, it's most likely a sign of affection. This is not uncommon in the fantasy Twitter world, often pointless, unfounded, and mostly regurgitated information received the most likes. Okay. Speaking of fantasy football Twitter, 
Fantasy football has been a disaster this year. I know you don't follow it. COVID-19 cases have completely turned the game into a slot machine, if it, not, if it wasn't already. Every Sunday, I looked at my starting lineups and, and saw endless names with not active next to them. I haven't seen so many names categorized as not active since Baseball Prospectus conducted a sexual activity survey for the writers. The, the, you, you missed a perfect better punchline when you should have said, t- when, well, since I, since I participated in the TGFBI competition. Either way. Right? Pick, pick, that, would have been a, pick, that would have been a much better. Man. You know what, like, leave your constructive criticism for, okay, criticism, go ahead. criticism for the end, okay? Go ahead. All right, um, next. Okay. During the pandemic, the people of Ontario, where I live, have been given mixed information regarding masking policy, gatherings, and whether businesses can be open. Our amazing premier, Doug Ford, has been publicly advocating boosters while his family has attended anti-vax rallies. What one says in pub- on a public platform to appeal to the masses and receive, posi- um, and, uh, receive um, uh, positive attention is much different than what one does when it impacts them on a personal level. Fantasy Baseball Twitter is no different. Fantasy Central One advocated to wait on steals and saves and get them later um, if you do your research and prep. But when he puts his money where his mouth is, like in the draft room right now, he starts with Bichette, Sterling, and Class A in the first three rounds. Ouch. You know what? Um, not good. Not good. Okay. This is going to, it's going to get worse here. Um, no, you know, no, Zach, you, you're misunderstanding. It can't get any worse than this already. You think that people care in America? 99% of the people listening to the show are in America. They don't care. They don't need, they barely know Canada exists. Okay. Do you understand? They don't. All right. They think All right. Fair enough. Point, point taken. Point taken. We, we do have some Canadians that listen to this, I think. All right. Um, so in, in rare instances, gas is created due to decomposition of the body after death. Um, um, has, and it has enough pressure to cause decom- decomposing women to expel the fetus. This is known as coffin birth. A similar phenomenon of coffin birth was observed when Phil Dussault told Kev, the roto surgeon, uh, that he would rather spend his time crushing leagues rather than drafting the league average pitching staff. I'm not, I have nothing to say. I'm okay. waiting for you to go right, ready. Go ahead. Don't, just don't interrupt. You don't, have to, you, don't have to say any, you don't have to say a word. Okay, blue whales don't have enough blood in their body to get an erection because they would pass out from the lack of blood to the brain. They have huge cocks, right? Um, to compensate, female blue, blue no, whales... Is that why I passed out a lot before sex? Is that why <laughs> Come on, you're interrupting what you think oh, is sorry, a bad sorry, thing ahead. with an even worse fucking joke? All right. To compensate, female blue whales have huge vaginas, the size of an average living room. Male blue whales ejaculate into the vagina while half flaccid. I haven't seen a pussy that big since I saw Chris Towers accuse Bubba of gatekeeping the fantasy baseball industry from the f- incoming fantasy football analysts. I don't know if you caught See, that. There you go. There, there, there should have been inserted the Lisa Ann joke, but you, you missed a golden opportunity once again. Everybody was waiting. <laughs> I was hanging on the edge of my seat. I was waiting for the gaping vagina Lisa Ann joke, which never came. No pun intended. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Last one. Last one here. All right, so many people are doing the 10-year challenge on Twitter. I don't know if you've heard of this. This is where you post a picture of yourself that is 10 years old, side-by-side with a picture of you today. Now, Mike the Mouth has this 10-year challenge confused as all he has posted uh, is 10 years of consecutive losses on the NFBC. That's it? That's it. Are we done now? We're done. That's, that, that's it. Okay. We're finished. And you took the time to write all that stuff, right? So Zach, this is the, this is the perfect segue. I'm telling you, man, into the better podcasting. I'm ready to hear it, buddy. This 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 is I, I'm I'm going to tell you, man. Okay, because because first of all, you you bring up Curlin. I I, I felt I I felt sad for the guy when I hear him on the Bubba's podcast. 
Okay. Talking about trying to explain, he get, you know, Bubba gives him the floor. Oh, explain what you're up to. Explain what you're doing. Tell me what you want to sell. Right. So, and Curlin spends like several minutes trying to explain something that he has no idea what the hell he's doing. Right. So you, you know, who wants to listen to a show like this? See, this is the problem with this pod, with this podcasting medium. You even said it. I, I can't believe what came out of your mouth. Okay. You actually said that, you know, the, where, where is it? I want, I want to get the exact quote, Zach, that you said this, where I, I'm going to, I'm going to find it. Where did you, did you actually, there's nothing stopping anyone from starting a podcast. This is what your exact freaking words, another kiss ass thing that you said on the Bubba show. Okay. And he, of course you agree with it. Thing. Of course, because he, of course he agreed to it. You would, oh yes, let's all, let, let me, let, no, let me, I'm talking now. I listened to that crap for the last 10 minutes. All right. Or whatever. So here's the thing. Okay. We're all supposed to join hands in the fantasy baseball community, sing Kumbaya and encourage more people to put out shitty content. Right. There are thousands of shitty podcasts, okay? I started a podcast in the infancy of podcasting many, many years ago, 2006, 2007, okay? I do my other things I was doing right there, okay? There are now how many thousands and thousands of fantasy baseball podcasts, okay? Many of them, they get zero listens, right? Or several listens and that's it, all right? You know why? Because, you, because not everybody can do a podcast, and just because you have access to this great medium doesn't mean you have the right to expect, demand, or ask, or hope for listeners if what you're putting out is putting shit, all right? So this is the thing. Yes, you have to have some talent, okay? You have to be interesting, okay? You have to have an angle. You have to make it fun. You have to make it enjoyable, all right? So do that, and then maybe people might listen to you. But, you know, but if you can't even co come up with a coherent statement of what the hell you're going to be doing, Sleepy K, all right, other than you're going to sleep through another, another show, right? don't bother. Okay, I'm not, I'm not trying to stomp on people's dreams. Look, people told me early on I wanted to be a disc jockey many years. That was my thing. I, I think I said this way back when. They, you know, back then people just told you like it is. Guess what? Okay, you can't do it. Okay, it won't work. All right. So maybe if they're telling you something, maybe they know something you don't know. But right now, because everybody's got access to this, everybody's a podcaster, everybody's an expert, and everybody's a genius, and everybody's a comedian, right? On on the things, and you're not fun. That's my second thing. Is please, for the love of God. Okay. If you're trying to do a baseball podcast, stop trying to be funny. Okay. If you're not funny, right. You either got it or you don't. It's like me coming on trying to talk about sabermetrics. That would be hysterical. Okay. It'd actually be pathetic because you know why I'm not good at it. And I know that. So I'm not going to try to profess to be like everybody else and come up here and start sounding like a freaking saber head. Okay. It's not going to, it's not going to relate well. It's not going to translate well. So I stay in your lane, stick to what you know. Right? Because you're not, if you're not funny, and, and, and this is the other thing that drives me crazy. When you start laughing at what you're saying while you're saying it, as if it's funny, okay? Like, let me tell you something funny. You're not going to believe what happened. I, I, I spilled my whole drink yesterday all over my lap. It looked like I beat myself. <laughs> That's not funny, okay? It's stupid. But, that, but you, you think it's funny because you're laughing as you're saying it. doesn't make it funny. It, it, it just doesn't, right? So th these, are, these are, like I said, these will be helpful things if you're going to go do a podcast, right, when you get on there. Right. So just give me And please, can we stop with these with these idiotic food, candy, TV show and movie drafts? All right. Yeah, and this is my this is the big my biggest concern of a lockout. If this actually goes in fucking beyond the season is that we're going to get all those damn drafts happen again, man, because people ran out of things to say. So we're going to do a stupid draft. OK, on different things. And this this brings me into one of the worst horrific shows. OK. And it, this is how a great podcast goes bad right 
This is how you can sabotage a phenomenal podcast. Okay. And I know this is going to rock the, the, the fantasy baseball world when I come out and say this, when I talk about, you know, a race and barrels. Okay. I love Derek and Riper. DVR and I are buds. Okay. He's a great guy. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm prefacing by saying this whole thing, but let, you know, let Eno Saras, brilliant dude when it comes to pitcher analysis and stuff that he does. Great, some great contact for the athletic. athletic. Brizio Droli, right? Knows her stuff when it comes to Major League Baseball. She's a Major League Baseball person. She's achieved great heights, become awarded, talks about Major League Baseball, knows her stuff when it comes to crap. Okay. But when you, when you have the lethal combination of the three of those people coming together and trying to get outside of that and do something that's right to quote unquote entertaining. Okay. It's, it's painful because I listened to this holiday show that they did together. It was the worst, terrible, you know, it's like, it was like, I wanted to gouge my eyes out. It, it was that bad. It was, I felt bad for how the show was going because they're getting on there. Okay. And they're doing a Christmas movie draft. Okay. So, so here's the thing. If you're going to do a Christmas movie draft, number one, no Christmas, know that what, what Christmas movies are, number one. No movies, period, okay? Don't get on there, like Eno said, oh, I'm drafting planes, trains, and automobiles, okay? Because they're trying to get home for Christmas. That actually came out of his mouth. And uh, there's people that understand, whoever seen that movie, Zach, have you seen planes, trains, and automobiles? Zach? Many times, many times. Okay. It's, it's Thanksgiving. What holiday? It's Thanksgiving. It's, Thanksgiving. It's, one of the best, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a classic. And you just ruined it. Okay. Because you drafted it as a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It's a Thanksgiving movie. That's what they're trying. To, and you don't know that. Okay. okay. And then, and then, you know, yeah, BBR trying to sell us on the show, on this draft, that. Uh, Home Alone, okay, Lost to New York, part two, is 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 a great, uh, is in his draft. He, not Home Alone, okay, the sequel, Home Alone, Lost to New York, is a draft pick of his. That, and he was afraid he jumped that pick because he was afraid Britt Brit is going to take the chick on the, Brit, the pick on the turn. I said, that movie was terrible, okay, in well, relation. Well, Mike, there's no ADP, like, ADP is, like, relevant in this draft. Right. Right. Oh, is he relevant in this draft? Yeah. Okay. But, but I'm saying at least know if you're going to pick a good movie, like, and then again, Eno's picking Die Hard. He's picking Trading Places. Fantastic. Good picks. Right. You want to make all those Christmas movies? I understand why you pick those. Why movies. are you listening to this podcast though? Because first of it's all, it's not even I, a fantasy. I, it's not even a fantasy baseball podcast. Because they because DVR is on it, and they do talk about fantasy from time to time. Eno no, talks don't. about fantasy from time to time. They barely so talk I, about fantasy. It's like a. I it's like, like a, a, It's like a potpourri fantasy. It's, it's like a I baseball potpourri. So I, I like podcast. to I look. Look, I like to click around, listen to some different things, see what's out there, and, and usually, you know, I know what to expect. But when then the capper of it all. Okay. Okay. When Brits gets that, well, there wasn't this well, honorable mention. I want to talk about one. Well, what about toys? No, 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 the land of toys or something like that. Okay. There was a movie called Land of Toys. Was there a movie, something about Land of Toys? Now, what was she trying to talk about? Okay. I know what she was trying to talk about. There was no Christmas movie called The Land of Toys. Toy She's Story? trying to think of you know, what she couldn't figure out is that she was trying to refer to the land of misfit toys or the island of misfit toys on Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Okay. Oh, so man. at this point, I am like, pulling what hair I had left out of my head because this is, if you're going to do a stupid draft like this, at least know what the fuck you're talking about. It's like me getting on there and say, oh, let's draft the best fantasy baseball. Let's draft the best center fielders in the history of baseball. And I got on there and I tell him I love Earl Campbell, you know, and uh, Bryce Harper. 
All right. Is Bryce Harper a center fielder? Maybe whatever, whatever, you know, or Dan Marino, Dan Marino and, and uh, Earl Campbell are my two favorite center fielders in the history of baseball. That That's how idiotic that sounds to me when you say this kind of crap. Okay. So don't do this. Okay. It's not interesting. Right. It's not. And, and it got worse than that. I'm not even going to get into the whole damn thing. All right? I, believe, I believe you. So okay. I, I trust so, you. So, so please, like I said, everybody, stay in your lane. Everybody's got a unique niche, okay, about certain things, right? Sometimes you want to just play it straight, do your thing, whatever, okay? So start trying to be something you're not. That's a good starting point, right? Exactly. You try to be funny all the time. You're not funny. We've established that all the time. I asked you not to be funny. You still come on this road and try to be funny. Hey, shit happens. Right? All right. <laughs> all right. We got, got anything else? Oh, I got a lot. I got a lot, but we're going to go. Can, can we, can we get into, can we, can we get into the feature of this episode right now? One of the features. We, we actually episode. got two features. We got, we are featuring two of the best current players in the world right now. First, well, you've already alluded to the field. So you're going to, we're going to talk about his current draft and I've got a little, um, I've got a little presentation on um, Tyler Jung, his, his draft champions drafts from 2021. And I, and I dug a little, I, I dug deep into them and you don't, I'm not really asking anything from you um, in this segment, but you can definitely interrupt me and comment whenever you want to. Um, I just like I, I just got some information. So what are we fucking hour into this fucking thing, and we're getting the, the first relevant thing that people wanted to listen to? No, 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 no. Stop, stop right there. Okay, this show will probably be the most listened to podcast you've ever had. Okay, just like they all are with me, and people are going to forget all about that. Was the fastest hour of the part you were reading stuff like that? This is the fastest hour that went by. People, because you know what? People like to be entertained sometimes. It doesn't have to be every minute is fantasy baseball. There's a million podcasts they can just go get loads. Of, this is an escape, uh, Zach. This is you can just get away, escape for a while, you know, and go down to a special place. Right? People are literally we, throwing their phones at the wall right now because I was just about to get to some fantasy information and you went and interrupted me. Okay, Tyler Jump. He did 28 DCs last year. Um, most of them were 150s and 400s. Yeah, he didn't finish below seventh in any of them that's how good this guy is and like um there's a lot of good players out there but um he's definitely a top three player in my opinion based on just based on the results that i see um uh top three or four probably um casey Chaw would be one of those other players for sure just in terms of results and longevity i know everyone loves phil right now but phil hasn't he doesn't have the volume and and um, history that these guys do he does he does. He hasn't done. Casey Chaw Casey was the only one that beat Phil in uh, in the uh, one of the, one of the um, two. What do you call it? We did the uh, the uh, super DCs. Right. So, so you got you, you know, got we, you got Casey as definitely one of the top players, and then everyone knows Casey, and then you have Tyler John, who's also very very good. That he probably doesn't get as much recognition. Um, I'm not going to go into who's better, but um, so this guy Tyler, he um, didn't finish below seventh. So basically, finished in the top half of every single one of the DCs. Um, he averaged 112 standing gains points across all of them. He had 12 first place finishes. He had nine other caches. So he finished, um, se- he had a 75% cash, work, cash rate in these DCs. He profited over $25,000 just from doing that, not even the high, the high priced ones, just from doing the 150s and 400s um, alone. So if you exclude like the super DCs that you ran, which are the $2,500 entries all, and, and the overall prizes, he was the top earner last year for for like if you just look did at the participate, so, did, he, did he participate in one of the 2500 dcs right no i don't think so i thought he was one of the super dcs i thought, I thought he, he did one, one of the uh i thought he did the, the 1000 okay maybe i maybe i could be wrong anyways he, he was the top earner if you just looked at the the league prizes for the 150s and the 400s he was he made the most money profit wise and yet um, he got no recognition 
anywhere, Zach, be, until you came along because oh, he gets lost in the shuffle with all the phenomenal things that Phil Dussault did. And exactly. yet another reason why we should all dick over Phil Dussault as much as possible in 2022. <laughs> exactly. Poor Tyler Young. Phil's got a fucking target Young. on his back. And right? he's, he's Canadian too. So guess what? Maybe like um, he doesn't help you in terms of finding somebody that's not Canadian. So he's also a high volume player. He did 28 of them. The only, only four players invested more money than he did in those lower, in the 150s and 400s. That was mm -hmm. Haberlig, uh, James Gable, Tantillo, mm -hmm. and Casey Chop. So he was, mm -hmm. he did well and he also played a lot of volume. So it wasn't, it wasn't a fucking fluke here. Um, um, so the, in terms of his players, so who, like I, I looked at, I, I, what I, I spent some time and I went through his, uh, his teams. I'm like, who was he, who was he targeting? What positions was he targeting? So like you look at the, you look at the players you think would have helped you win last year. He had 28 teams. How many teams do you think Vlad Guerrero was on? In 28 teams? Yeah. Young? Yeah. I would say, let's say maybe he was on 26 of them. <laughs> he was on, a, you got, you got him in 26 of 28 teams. Like, what are you, are you fucking crazy? No, he was on two teams. He got him around two teams. I thought, I thought it was a, I thought it was a trick answer. There, no. back, so. No, this is like there is this isn't tricks. This is just like a fact. These well, are just facts. Because, because the guys I'm, not, I'm not making shit up here. This is actually what I found. So this is there's okay. no tricks. There's, all right. Well, like, so there's so there's all right. Fine. I just I, I'm just I'm just taking players that I think would be like relevant players based on like how they were drafted and versus how they performed. Yeah. So, so the he, other one that goes hand in hand. Yeah, Vlad. Two, two Vlad shares. Go ahead. Two Vlad shares. So he wasn't very invested in Vlad. Shohei Otani. Do you want to take a guess on how many shares of Shohei Otani yet? Less than two. Correct. He had zero. Okay. No Shohei, two Vlad, very minimally invest, invested in those two players that um, basically way exceeded expectations. Um, well, truthfully, so, you know, more, a lot of people were the same way, but with Hatani, because he did nothing to show that potentially he's worthy with that kind of high a pick that he was going right. to blow up like and that. You were, you were completely out Guerrero, on the Guerrero, everybody was talking about Guerrero, you know, potentially he was like a guy to jump on yeah. before he broke out, yeah, but not Otani. But, right. It yeah, you know, people were in on Otani. Phil didn't have either of those guys, but I know, yeah. um, I don't know, other people did. Um, so that led me to look at, okay, was he not on Otani at all because he didn't want to fill that utility spot? So I looked, he had four shares of Fran Mil Reyes. He had three Nelson Cruz. He had one JD Martinez, but he had no shares of uh, Stanton or Jordan Alvarez. So I'm thinking maybe he's not going to want to jump on the utilities that early because Jordan and Stanton were a bit earlier, but whatever. I don't know. Nothing really conclusive there. So let's look at the breakout pitchers. In these twelve, in these twenty-eight DCs, he had Trevor Rogers five times, which is decent, decent share. Logan Webb, thirteen. Logan Webb. It's funny. All these guys run Logan Webb. Phil was, um, Cha was, Jung was, Brian Slack was. Um, how, how many of these guys are Canadian? See, they're all working. They're all working together. That's what who, happens. Who else, who's Canadian? Who else is Canadian? I don't know. You said you said you said Tyler is Canadian, didn't you? No. Oh, he's not. All right. I don't know. I don't. I, no, he's not. He's not Canadian. There goes my there goes my theory out the window. Maybe they're like all working together as a big yeah. Big no, just 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 the best ones, me and Phil. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. That's, um, that was the funniest thing. That's the funniest thing you said uh, in the show so far. That was great. Uh, so. Freddie Peralta, another breakup pitcher. He had three shares of Freddie Peralta. Eleven um, Stephen Mass, another, a Phil guy. So all these guys, like it, it, you see some similarity between the very good players, um, but that's just one like cherry pick example, right? Six Robbie Ray. Six Robbie Ray and eleven Stephen Matz. That's a pretty big investment from uh, Tyler Jung. Those are two big Phil guys. Dylan Cease, nine Dylan Cease. So like, yes, like most of most of like the success comes from early in the draft, but he does hit on a lot of these guys. Rodon zero, zero Rodon for um 
for um, mm-hmm. Tyler Jung, so that should make you like him even more. Mm-hmm. So let's go to his most owned players. That was just some of the breakout players that you might be interested to see, like whether or not he was on those. Right, but but this but this goes back to and it, and this is what you're saying. Another thing again, another one of your your famous you know on your on the Bubba Kiss ass show. When you're talking mm-hmm. about diversifying all your freaking teams. Okay, the big winners that are out there are going to find their guys and say, I'm going to get these guys on as much as team, and I'm going to go to war on as many teams as my teams as possible. That's what they're going to do. You're not going to win the big money across the board if you don't have, you know, a, a year when in late you didn't hit four, five, six, seven of your guys because that's how Phil gets away with having, a, you know, DeGrom not being in the best and still winning that league, you know, or only getting a certain year for that. We'll talk about DeGrom in a minute, by the way, and your flawed logic on him. Yeah. But things like that, all right? So, so the thing is you have to be able to, any, all the big winners, there's not a single person in history of main event history, right? That ever like hit an all his early round draft picks and none of it late ones and said, you know, I, I won the overall because it was all my early round picks. It's mainly because they find these, they mine these guys late, right? Or, mm-hmm. or get values on these guys because they're, they're nobody may be on or they're afterthoughts now and they can get them in, you know, round 15 on, right? And they yeah. end up being boons for them, Okay. You know, even when I won my the the, the ultimate, you know, whatever, I, I, it's because I got my, I was all my late guys. Yeah, but those, those were all accidents, though. Hmm? Yeah, they're all, accidents. That was all, that was all, those were all accidents. It's all dumb luck. Yes, every yeah. draft I've ever I, I, I want to preface what I'm saying that every draft I've ever won is this dumb luck. Please pay me no mind in these competitions. Go ahead. Right. So, yeah, his most owned players and, and Tyler. Like I've been trying to, I wanted to get Tyler on the show instead of you. Like I would rather talk. Like th- this is this is like this is the backup plan. Like I would love to. Like I can't get a hold of this guy. Uh, I would love to have him time to talk about this, but his most owned players. So you'll never guess his most owned players. The most owned, like his list. I, I took all the players that he had on over 40% of his teams. So we'll get into like what you were talking about. And I do agree with you because I, th- I thought about what, we, what you were saying. And I'm like, yeah, like just get your guys because people like to diversify, like with, like draft from draft to draft. I'll diversify year to year. I'm okay. I, I got balls. I'm okay with having a shitty year. Like, like you just had last year. I'm okay with that because that like I, the next year could be a good year. So it's not, it's not all, it's not all this like one thing at a time. I'm not going to change totally who I am and I'm going to hope that next year's better. And, and don't go, don't go change exactly. Yeah, don't we, we wouldn't want to have that happen. All right. right. So who do you, the, you'll never guess his most owned player. He has one player that he has 75% ownership was Tyler Matzik on the Atlanta Braves, the guy that sort of came out of nowhere for some, so some reason, I guess, no, his stats, like he, I think he, I, I guess we can look up his stats, but like, did he show anything in 2020? <clears throat> that was his most. See, no, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter about that because you know what, too, <clears throat> there's also the other factor, like a year, like last year, it takes good luck as well too. Okay. Sometimes you create your own luck. Sometimes you, no matter what you do, I mean, do you know how many teams last year I had, uh, uh, Emmanuel Classe on like as, as a late round pick. I had him everywhere. All right. Everywhere I had a Classe, right? Uh, on picks there. I had him in, in a ton of places. I had like I had Gregory Soto late in a tons of places and he picked up a bunch of saves as well, too. Right. I'm trying to think some other late round guys. It, it wasn't the late round guys that killed me last year. It's because everybody and their brother that I was that I picked early, right? That were that they're supposed to be your anchors was injured. Right. And completely, most of them were complete busts. Right. Because of that whole thing. Right. I can, right. I can point to one or two guys that were horrifically bad picks because we all, we all make them. Like I was at the end of, end of one draft in the, in Vegas. I ended up finishing pretty like fifth in the league. I think it was in a league of death. And I picked Keston Hero, but I was on the 15 turn. And like that, that was, I thought the best pick you could possibly make it. And it would be in a freaking disaster. Right. Mm. But when you pair that with like a, a Trevor Bauer, who you got earlier, 
right? And an Aaron Nola, okay? Well, what yeah, are you going to do with your fucking year, okay? Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're sunk, right? You're, pretty you're completely much, pretty sunk. Pretty much. It's tough to tell me that. So let's, look, let's look at his top picks. So, and you look, these are, these, are the, these are his most owned players. And this guy had a phenomenal year. But a lot of these players that are his, like, big investments, and a lot of them weren't early players, um, and we'll get to that later, weren't really, did like, I don't think really did much for him. So Tyler Matzik, yes, he was good, but, like, from a fantasy point of view, I don't know, he probably didn't play him that much. Uh, that was his 75% ownership. 68% Brett Gardner. Don't think he did anything. Jake Arietta, Brett Anderson, Jolie Rodriguez, Colton Wong, Austin Adams, Brian, Ryan McMahon, Jeff Hoffman, Daniel Lynch, Logan Webb, Nate Valdi, Rick Porcello, never played, um, Adrian Hauser, John Lester, Jose Quintana. That's not really like well, if, look, I, if I if I if I give you those you name four players, okay? There were but, but think about that. Forget it, but again. Yeah. Right, you're, you're you're starting how many players, right? How many you rolling out there? What twenty three starters? That's right. right, twenty three starters every week. If you get four guys that are like gangbusters, right, to supplement the ones that are your, you know, you're already anchor solid picks that are in there. You you you're, you're gonna in every team you're gonna you're gonna win. I mean, four guys it makes a one guy makes a huge impact. You get four guys like you get a McMahon late, like you said there, a Logan Webb that was late there. Okay, there was four guys you mentioned there that I just just jumped out at me, right? Right. It was Wong, McMahon, Ivan, Evaldi. There's another guy. Okay, you get you get four guys yeah. like that, right? So because you know one of your early guys is going to bust. Yeah, but he's probably. not getting those guys that late though. Like McMahon is not like he paid he paid for. Ryan McMahon in drafts did not go that early. Okay, at all. Okay, he, he was what in the teens maybe. All right, in, in drafts last year, 2021, earliest. Hey, okay? I have I have the information here, so you might want to hold up so most so most of these own players weren't generally that helpful wong the wong shares were helpful because he got he got all of his wong shares post 300 uh before he was signed and then he stopped drafting him once his once his price moved up he stopped he stopped taking it um mcmahon this varied a lot he he valued him considerably and often reached for him in front of his he had a low 280p like 220 something um on average, he drafted his 15 shares of Ryan McMahon at an ADP of 215. So ADP 215 is where he took him. McMahon's ADP actually was 235. So he was on average reaching for McMahon and, is it, and McMahon's true ADP was 235. I'm guessing others in the drafts like Casey Cha were big on McMahon and he pushed him up knowing his opponents in certain drafts and certain drafts he knew he could wait on him. So it's still 15th, um, 16th round, man. It's still yeah. 15 it's, rounds. Yeah, it's not super likely, but yeah, you're right. You're okay. So it's not like it's not super early, but it's not like uh it's not I like just where he's getting Logan Webb. Why why are you debating me when I just told you I nailed exactly what where, where McNam was going? Okay. He's going in the mid-team. It's 15, 16 round. It's exactly where I remember him going at okay. that point. Okay, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Same thing with Evaldi. He, he had 13 shares of Nate Evaldi. He, uh, he took him at an average ADP of 228, his versus his actual ADP of 235. So he was a little bit higher on Evaldi than the field that worked out for him because Evaldi um, um, exceeded expectations. Um, now, what you'll see is a lot of, what you'll see on his team is not a lot of early first round hitters on his teams. Um, he's pretty heavy hit pitching in the first two rounds. So like just looking at the players, Bellinger, he had one share of. Kyle Tucker, one. Albies, once. Yellick, once. Tatis, once. Lou Bob, none. Seeger, one. Um, so not very, he's usually going pitchers, pitcher heavy early. Um, prospects. Very rarely would he draft a prospect. He did have two shares of Bobby Witt, which didn't work out. He had one share of Josh Junk, but that was like those were like token shares, like round 50. Um, he had six Logan Gilbert, four Joe Ryan, nine Jackson Coar, 
and 11 Jaron Duran. So he was taking those guys that he was pretty confident were, were going to come up, but he wasn't taking any of the guys. He wasn't taking prospects as like starters, like, like, like how O'Neill Cruz is being taken this year. Um, he was a modesty guy. He took him three times. Um, every time, he, every time that he took him in those three instances, he had the number seven pick. And he, and he picked him in the second round, wrapping around um, at pick number 14. So all three times he took Mondesi was at pick, 20, at pick 24. That didn't, even, that didn't work out for him. And despite all this, he's had a good year. He was big, big, big on bounce back candidates. Uh, like of the, the early players that like, you can't be too invested in the early, early guys, like in the single digit rounds, but he had a lot of Jose Altuve, Javier Baez, um, Rizzo, Brian Reynolds. Um, he had a lot of exposure on to catchers and closers, like early-ish. Um, of, of his 28 drafts, 19 of his first-round picks were pitchers. So more often than not, he went pitcher in the first round. A lot of DeGrom, too. Six, in fact. Um, six DeGrom, four Cole, if he had an early enough pick. So he was on those guys. 23 of the 28 second-round picks were also pitchers. So he was even more likely to take a, a pitcher in the second round than the first round, if, especially if he took a hitter in the, uh, in the first round. Um, round three, his targets were, he would, he would take Woodruff somehow, somehow he ran, laughed at, he got Woodruff three times in round four times in round three, somehow. Um, that's, that's only, in a, that's he, in a 15, that's in a 15 league. He's in DC's man. Yeah. yeah. You get, uh, these, those must've been early, early days, right? Definitely he got early yeah. days before he got pushed up. So that it, it, before he pissed off, there wasn't a single, I, I was drafting since October last year and there wasn't a single draft from Brandon Woodward when I don't think he ever went that <laughs> that, uh, that late in the third you gotta, round. You gotta, you gotta be in drafts with me like idiots like me where we let him slip to the third round. Exactly. Um, so he would take Woodruff if he didn't already have pocket aces. He would take, if he, if he started with a hitter in round one, he would definitely jump on Woodruff in round three if he could. Um, otherwise, it's a JTR, Witt, uh, Tim Anderson, Eloy type deal there. Round four, big on Randy Rose Arena. Um, eight shares of Randy in round four. Um, if not, Starling Marte or Springer, those were his guys. Uh, round five was a big Baez or Glaber Torres round um, with some Carrasco early before he got hurt. Um, round six, seven was a big catcher closer thing. Salvi, Rizzo, Altuve, bounce back type things in round six, seven. Round eight was a time to solidify the closer if he didn't already have it. Round nine and 10 were big catcher rounds. A lot of Wilson Contreras, like whoever, um, Grandal, but surprisingly a four doses of Patrick Corbin in round nine and 10. So don't know about that. Round 11, um, 13. Yeah, well, the, you're going to hit, you're going to hit, you're going to have busts, man. You know, but as I said yeah, before, no, you mentioned Salvador Perez. How many leagues is people going to win that Salvador Perez? No one, no, you know, did anybody see that coming that that was going to happen last year? I mean, that was that epic kind of season. But again, those, those are the kind of Dave picks. McDonald did. He had a lot of them. Huh? Dave McDonald did. He had a lot of Salvador, Salvador Perez. Yeah, but, but I'm saying, where did we get Salvador? He wasn't, he wasn't like getting him in like the third round. No, no. He, he wasn't saying, you know, sixth, sixth round. Yeah. Okay. So, so your first catcher. Right. Round 11. This is this was kind of interesting to me. Round 11. 13 of the 28 times. So like almost half the time in, in specifically round 11, he took Anthony Santander or Michael Brantley. So one of those two guys. Those were just two guys you liked, right? And he, and of, like he did it 13 of the 28 times and the, of the times he didn't, he had already taken them three times in the previous round, round 10. Um, round 12 okay, was a so big John Segura round and Sean Murphy. Um, around 13, 14, it was sometime in the catching time. He did have two, he did have four shares of Tyler O'Neill last year in the in the in the in the twenties in the round twenties, um, and then you, you talk about crossing people off your list, right? So like everyone knows Casey Jot crosses people off his list. 
So I, I looked at like his exposure of players, different players drafted through different rounds. So through three rounds, so 45 picks, he had 32 different guys. So 71%, 32 divided by 45. Through six rounds or 90 picks, um, he had 55 different players, 61%. As you get on through um, nine rounds, he had 60% exposure. Um, through 12, 58, 56. And then by the time he got down to um, like um, round 24, round 24, you were down to 53%. So basically, like he was, he was only drafting half when it, when it got, when it got far enough, far enough, he'd only drafted like half the player pool, but I don't think he would have had opportunities to draft all of them. Like being like still 28 drafts is a lot, but still you wouldn't, there were sometimes just some players you just, you, you don't, you're not avoiding, but you just wouldn't get because of whatever. Right. Um, so he only in 28 drafts, he only drafted 355 unique players and only um, 152 different players after round 30. So that you think about that after round 30, you have, you have like the pick of the litter, 152 different players um, after round but 30. The, 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 look, I, I've been in, I've been in the kitchen for the last 15 minutes when you're talking, I just got back. So does that, <laughs> does, does that, um, does that justify, does that help my theory here about, about not diversifying? Okay. Because the guy, you can look at his yeah. percentages. He had his players, he did his research. He went for it and got his guys an epic year. You know, I mean, yep. that's the way you do it. One so, last, I mean, one last I, thing I, here, one, one, one last thing here, Mike. Um, so just um, after round 30, the players, just people will be interested in the players that were useful after round 30. And it's, even he didn't have it like a, as high of a success rate as you think, like hitting on him. Like he wasn't like hitting on every player after round 30, but he had, like I said, a lot of Logan Webb. He had Wayne Wright, he had Alex Cobb, Brendan Crawford, Brendan Rogers, Lauer, Lou Trevino, Pavetta, Matt, Patrick Sandoval, Lane Thomas, McClanahan, all guys that he had after round 30, which were hits. So there's, little... there's, a, there's a ton, there's a ton of huge, massively valuable players after round 30, right? That you just okay, mentioned. Of course, of course. A ton. Yeah. Okay. So the, the truth of the matter is, this is an example of a guy, okay, a smart guy, obviously good at what he does. Same thing with, with Phil, right? Who just hit on everything. All right. And that's what it takes, man. Have those huge years. You think when Lindy Hinkleman won, you know, all the, the overall and the, on the Rotor Ireland championship the same year and everything on the same. And he, he did it. He did the overall sec to second time that he, he, he had his guys, he goes and gets them. Right. Sometimes he's massively wrong. And sometimes when he's, he's massively right when he is, you know, he's one of the greatest players of all time. Right. At this point. So, Yes, the, the, we, and you know, over over the years, things kind of level out. You can have your bad years, things like that, or whatever. Okay, but but you got to give them props, all right. So as I said before, that's my it's been my philosophy that you got to go for it and not diversify everything and try to get every single person you know you whatever. And sometimes you miss, you miss, you don't, you don't, and whatever. But but you when you have all those kind of you hit like that, it makes up for a lot of a lot of early round. Like this goes back to my thing about Degrom, okay? Because you've been shitting all over the Degrom. All over the place, but I, I don't. Are, are you shitting on uh, uh, Shane, Shane Bieber as, as much? Are, is he or or Justin or, or, or Verlander who's going to be going up? Who knows where he'll end up? Yeah, he'll probably be in the top five round, fifth, fifth round by the time the regular seasons come. Are you are you putting the same level of risk and concern on a Chris Sale? I mean, can I go through these these, these pitchers? Why is Degrom that much more riskier? You tell me why we should completely at every circumstance at all. You're not like what you say, not draft Degrom this year. Tell me. Because he has a torn UCL. He, he since he had, he, for sure, 
torn, he has a torn UCL. You know that every pitcher has a torn, has some level of tear in their arm. They just do. Okay, it's mm. it's degree of the tear. And how many years did my uh, uh, what's his name from the Yankees? Masahiro you know, Tanaka. Tanaka pitch with a, heard him pay, that he had a torn uh, uh, whatever. Yeah, no one he ever partially torn UCL yeah. and he pitched. He wasn't as good. What? He wasn't as good when he was uh, pitching out. But the point being is the, the difference is, is you can't even put Tanaka in the same sense as DeGrom. DeGrom is a generational pitcher. Yes or no. Okay. Yes. The guy's probably, be, it didn't just happen that he had a partially whatever. He's been pitching with some kind of damage, probably. Okay. For a long time. And, and, and being, even in his worst day, he's elite. Right. Yeah, but why so did he, he stop pitching? But here, because first sure, of all, I, I, okay, I, I'll, I'll take the bait. I believe he's been pitching with some sort of tear in his arm. Like everyone has fraying in their shoulder or whatever, right? he plays for the Mets. The biggest, the biggest reason you should say why you don't want to draft the ground is because he plays for the Mets, okay? Because they're incompetent. They're a bunch of freaking idiots That's when they come biased. to the players. That's biased. Right? And you're biased. That's true. No, I watch, I watch, biased. I follow this organization. It's not he's, bias, okay? I watch this organization all the time he, while they handle it. hurt them. because he's pitching for the Mets because they don't manage their players properly. But that's what I just said. That's what I just told you. I'm agreeing with it. I said because he plays for the Mets. If okay. Any other place, he'd probably be perfectly fine going into whatever. So, no. yes, there is Maybe there, because there is a risk. They wouldn't have rolled him out and run him back after he was injured. Right. But, the, but, but again, the kind of, I'm not saying you take him in the first round. It's not logical what, any, like what you're saying here. Because why? Okay. If, he, if he's fine, take him first overall. But no one... All the players, all the smart players, no one's taking to round two. Why? Of course not, because because they just like all other pitchers. Especially, all, there's a risk. Okay. Why is Cole going they, in the first me, round? Tell me. I, 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 you don't because, think because he's not Cole fucking hurt. Some, okay. How do you know? Okay. I don't know how for many sure, play, but, how but many play, no, how I many do players, what I do know for sure is Degrom's hurt. Zach, how many players last year? Okay, in the first three rounds. Ended up being that were drafted ended up being complete busts. I don't know, probably a bunch of them. It's more, it's like 65%, 60% of them at least. Okay. So, in that for in those first three picks, I'm not saying you, I'm, I'm, you're going to have a guy who's going to be hurt, be a bust, whatever it may be. Could it be DeGrom? Possibly. Okay. But, but the thing to consider is even in, it, you, when, you, when you're going for it, right? If you're sitting there in the third round, you picked. Early, say early third round. I've got Degrom in a couple of third rounds. Okay, you a couple of you know anchor picks the first two players. You get bat hitters, whatever you do. You're staring at Degrom right there. Okay, that pick could be massive money across the board. Or yes, or it could be I, I only get certain value of it. Right, there's a wide range of outcomes. Or I get limited or no value out of the person. Right, it could be any of those things. Okay, he could come back and be. You you tell me if spring training rolls around. And he's he's out there and he's throwing 90, 90 miles an hour, no issues. He he, he goes through spring training. He he's pitches sixteen innings, strikes out thirty five guys, doesn't let up a run and everything else. He's not going to go in the, the the second round of every draft. He'll go with the first round if that's happening. Okay. So the the truth of the matter is, it's all about managing risk. Okay. It, it, it is because every one of those pitches, like again, I don't hear Bieber who had a shoulder problem. Okay. Came Come back, back whatever. Yeah, but he, but he, Degrom was going to come back too. They just showed the, the Mets had nothing to play for. It didn't bother coming back. Okay, he just took the rest of the year off at that point. So how much time has he had to heal on top of that too? Okay, the guy's a generational pitcher. The way he takes care of himself, he's a different kind of player. He's in a different realm. How many how much how many times was Scherzer? Scherzer still going in the first round. How many times has Scherzer been injured over the last few years? Was little the my, his I'm not neck. taking Scherzer either. Back. 
Okay. He's been doing that too, but he's still going in the first round. Okay. And he's 30. But like the thing is, the other thing is you're going to be drafting like in this overall competition versus like 300 other teams that took DeGrom in the second round too. So you're not, you don't have any leg up. Sure, you have a leg, I understand that, but you have a leg up in the league, but you're looking like you should you're, totally you're taking, you're taking this home run shot pass. to win the, to win the overall when everyone else has that home run shot. When not everybody's going to have that home run shot. A lot of times people will avoid that player. They'll, they'll, there's going to be, there's going to be one gonna, person with an home run shot in every league. Let me tell you, there's going to be a couple hundred teams or P players or more that would listen to people like you saying he's a dead avoid. Don't take him under any circumstances. Okay. And they're going to pass on him. Yeah. Okay? Where you have, there, there could be a time and a place, right? Someone's going to take him in round two. Right. Or, or you might, might you maybe get lucky. Why, you just, why, why waste all this time in unknown why wait, why live in this unknown world about DeGrom when you just could figure out how to win with a team without him and beat a team with of course DeGrom? You, of course you can, but I'm hoping you, but you're, you're actually, you're, you're, for, for some reason, you were like dead focused on writing him off over, over all these other pitchers who have just, just as much risk in many other ways that are there in, all, in those rounds. They, you just, they just do. Because starting pitching this year, there's how many starting pitchers you can say are ironclad, safe, no. that you feel good about after you draft them in the first three rounds? How many? Um, none. Five, none. Right. I mean, how, how many people do you feel like, oh man, I mean, maybe who? Maybe Bueller. Okay. And he's got some question marks. Okay. Everyone's maybe got question marks. Everyone's Burns. got question marks performance okay. wise, but okay. All you, so, all you can help, I think, all for me, it's just all you can hope for is getting a, a pitcher that's healthy heading into the season. And right now, DeGrom, in my opinion, is not healthy heading into wherever we're heading to. He didn't come back. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why he didn't come back. They said he has a torn right. ACL. Then the fucking management, who gives a shit what they said? They said, oh, he's fine. What? Like, that doesn't mean anything to me. What I what I care about is I heard the medical report that he has a torn UCL. Why would they say that without that being like somewhat true? Did DeGrom say I didn't come back because my elbow was hurting and I was a 20, I had a 20 South? Yeah, they, because Mets are idiots. They let DeGrom do whatever he wants. Right. Right. DeGrom, DeGrom dictated DeGrom did, it. Then DeGrom wanted to go out no matter what, even though he was like. And, doing, and let he, me ask you a question. And DeGrom doing whatever he wants. When, when he went out there, how'd he do? He did great. But, he then he, but then he got, but then he got, great. So no, 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 he Zach, Zach, he didn't, Zach, he didn't do great. Okay. <laughs> okay he did historically great. He was the best pitcher in baseball. Yes, history. I know. I know. He did amazing. He got a blowjob from Mike Masato after the game. I get it. Okay. So okay, he, was, right. okay, he was, he was fantastic. So now, you, look, now, now you're trying to be like Dave McDonald. Okay. Because he, he just to be contrary to get an effect about things because you know, that's what he does. Okay. And it does not work him. Right. The point being is, right. You, you, you don't come out and say that he's that much more of a devastating risk to your team than any of the other pitchers in the first three rounds. He's not. Okay. So, so, so if spring training, but, but comes, I'm not the only one saying that see, maybe I, like everyone else is inferring that because he's going in the same place Bieber is because here's a, and he's here's way better. He's way better than Bieber. He's going, he's going in the same, he's got the same ADP give or take. Um, so if, mm-hmm. if, if DeGrom, and Bieber's had, got a bad if, if DeGrom had the same risk as Bieber, they wouldn't be going in the same place. Mm-hmm. Mm. And his shoulder is perfectly fine. I don't know if his shoulder's fine. If shoulders, if anybody Bieber's, feel good if about Bieber, that? If Bieber right, was right off, now, as we sit here, does anybody feel that much better about drafting Shane Bieber over Jacob DeGrom? I do. Nobody does. If you feel the same way, if I've taken them, when you get to that point in the draft, you just do. So, so anything, who, would, you know, who, so, would you, who would you take, Bieber or DeGrom? It depends who I took in the first two rounds. If I got a, if I got a, if I got a two rounds, what, no, you, 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 first round. you're, what if our second round, first round, what if I took Corbin Burns in the first round, right? Maybe do I, do I go for home run and maybe I do, I take DeGrom? 
right there? Or do I just say, you know what, you know, I'm going to go hit her or maybe I will, I'll just go, you know, or do I do or not have, or did I get all shut out on these pitchers and the Grom's still sitting there and I have two, you know, whatever. He, he lasted a turn, you know, at the end of the second round. So, but the point is you, every, you can't treat every single pitcher, man, like the same way. I understand if this was some Joe Schmo pitcher out there, whatever it may be, different story, man. Okay. Different story. And he didn't start as a pitcher. He hasn't been pitching his whole life. He's already had Tommy John, right? Didn't he have Tommy John one time a long time ago? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. So is he, so knowing the Mets, okay, saying that kind of stuff, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, he, if it was a normal wear and tear kind of injury in that same ligament that everybody shows some kind of tear in their ligament. All right. I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't be shock me if he went out there this year and he pitched 170 innings. That was perfectly fine. Okay. But fair enough. Right, I, but, I, or right, he could right, or like anybody else out there who's at whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm not gonna like if I'm in a if I'm doing one main event I'm not gonna take him. I think that's just my, not my risk tolerance, and you can't you can't really say anything about that. But I'm gonna surprise somebody and pop him one of these drafts, in one of these like one of these DCs because just have a share. Right. But again, but the, but this is the thing. Most of the people that I listen to in this industry, maybe you're not that per, that kind of person, Zach. Okay. So I won't group you with them yet. Right. That, that, that if you're if you're they're 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 risk completely risk averse. Everything's got to be a safe pick. I I all I hear on these shows when I listen to these podcasts about saying I'm not taking him. I'm not taking him. I'm not, I hear this 10 about 10, 15 players. Okay. Well, guess what? Somebody out of those 10, 15 players is gonna be perfectly fine and be amazing. You know, how many years, how many times did I hear last year? Oh, Bichette's not a first round pick. He does second round, but he's not gonna steal any bases. I have people shitting all over Bichette. Okay, now he's everybody's darling. I heard the same thing about Teoscar Hernandez. Everybody's shitting all over Teoscar Hernandez. All of a sudden, he's a superstar right now, last year. These are all the risk-averse people saying this kind of shit from last year about everything, right? So, mm-hmm. oh, and, and, and conversely, you know, oh, yeah, Zach Greinke, he's so whatever, all right? And I kept saying, it's going to catch up to him sooner or later, you know, whatever. He's getting he's not getting better. He's only going to get worse, right? And what, uh, so what about Kershaw? Like, what, like, is he the same as DeGrom? Or I didn't take Kershaw at no, no. Well, I, I don't care about last year. What about this year? Are you, are you lumping in like is Kershaw safe as well? Like, are you like are you, because Kershaw is going super late? So why wouldn't you take him if you're taking? I haven't, I haven't, I haven't gone anywhere on Kershaw because I never Kershaw got to start off with where he was going and whatever. Now, now since he couldn't even, you know, how how he ended the season last year, you know, as the way he ended up, you know, you know, he was more more recently injured, you know, problematic, and you know, and I don't even know. We have a mystery diagnosis. We even know what's going on with his arm. You no. know, completely. We have, no, we have no news on that whatsoever, right? Yeah, I won't, how, I won't draft them. They're the same. And how old is Kershaw and how many how many innings are on that arm as compared to DeGrom? You know, I, I get it. And by that time, right, again, where, where are you getting Kershaw on these drafts right now? Where are you getting him? I mean, so why not go for him? If you would really, rather have really Kershaw or Bauer? Who? Kershaw or Trevor Bauer? Who would you draft? <laughs> Who would I rather have? Yeah. I, I have... I probably I, I hate I hate both of them, but if I have to say Kershaw, I don't think Bauer is going to be out on the field next year. I really don't. So, but the other guy, whatever. So I, I get the guy from a guy who's not going to play at all to a guy who may play and gives you more half ass shoot before he breaks down or not, whatever. I would probably take Kershaw, right? If I had to well, pick going, Kershaw's head, going earlier, you know, of course, yeah, he's going much earlier, of course, because people, you know, a lot of people don't believe Bauer's even going to. The guy's a head job, okay? You know, I, I said that last year. Don't grab douchebags. This is he's a douchebag. He's got a lot. He's gonna. He's his own worst enemy, and I I, I think he'll just continue to shoot himself in the foot and not be out there. So, so who's a, who's a douchebag that we're drafting right now that we shouldn't be? And I, I have to go see. Do I, I I I have to get a draft 
You should have, I should have prepared. Hold the, hold have... the draft. But anyways, let's let's get let's get into the draft we wanted to talk about. Our our champion of champions draft. Well, while we're while we're continuing talking about fantasy relevant stuff and we're not um, going off on any tangents, let's let's open up that board. I have it open up. Um, you open up too. You know, open yes. up as well. I have it open. I'm looking okay. at right on it right I'm, now. I'm looking at it too. And so we're going to so look at that. This, so like, this, like, do you see any this is the feature. Here? This is the feature that we talk about all of the picks that I think that uh, Phil Dusso is on this year. And uh, you should probably put it on your radar, right? All right. Now, I'm not talking about all 50 of his picks, right? He drafted from the 13 hole, this particular draft. So who, who, what, what, who's a douchebag that we're not going to draft? Yeah, who's the guy you're going to avoid because he's a douchebag? Not, not yeah, because no, he did any, guy, I'm not saying that he, this, I'm not asking for anyone that's, let that me tell you, let me tell you, activity. I just, I'm not, it could be anything. You just don't like the cut of the let chip. Me tell, let me tell you who's got the, let me tell you who's got the douchebag air, air to them. Just in, per, in first glance. Okay. You know, he's, he's got that attitude. He's got that swagger, but he comes off as a douchebag. Okay. It's how the air bias. Okay. He, the, the, he's got the lethal combination of that. That might work in New York. Okay. But now he's going to Detroit. He's going to a really bad ballpark for him. Number one, he's got a, he just signed the huge contract, right? He's, you know, he's already like a powder keg based on his metrics in terms of his back, the way, the way he is, right? In terms of, he's not a good hitter, but he, he, but he, but he compensates in many ways because of his athletic athleticism and everything else like that, right? Right? So there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a I mean, great, I, I could be totally wrong on Javier Baez, right? But, you know, where he's going right now, because people think they're going to get, you know, 20, 30 homers out of him and 20 steals, uh, there's something about that combination of the, you know, where he's ending up, you know, the expectations, Detroit, you know, all that, the attitude. I, I don't see it happening. He, okay. he needs to feed off the crowd and have all this kind of stuff. It's a, it's a different, he's going to be where it's fucking freezing cold. You know, it's a whole, I, I just don't see, there's so many things that can go wrong. He's been with in the cold his whole career though, uh, New York and, but, and uh, so, whatever, in uh, New York and Chicago. Yeah. So, I, but he didn't go to New York till later in the season, but anyway, but uh Anyway, like I said, I'm just not a, I'm just not a huge fan of, uh, you know, could be, could be, could be completely wrong. But if you ask me about someone, if I had that air to him, that I, I tease that it's not going to be a great combination going, going early, like fourth, fifth round. Okay. You know, that, that he's got that quality to him. He's definitely not, he's not in the criminal category, obviously, or the, you know, you know, jerk off, uh, you know, personality kind of thing and the way he is and everything else with that. But he's uh, definitely one that I would, uh, I'm not a fan of. Okay. You know, look, everybody's got a spot where they can be taken, but every time he's come around to me, I'm like, I don't know, because I got that sense. I usually have this this sixth sense about certain players, and I I I, I'm, I wouldn't be gambling big on him this year. So that's what that's one. If you, since you put him on the spot and you're asking me about a player that may be like that. Okay. So what do you want to talk? Do you want to look at the draft? You wanted to talk about some of Phil's picks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, so you, where were you in this draft? Okay. I was picking from pick twelve. I was right beside Phil. Right. You know, I was making sure he, you didn't he, get. He, I was making sure nothing fell to him. Hey, and you, you did a, you did a pretty good job on that. So, so, but 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 Phil started off with Bryce Harper in the first round. So obviously, uh, he's a first round uh, pick in most people's eyes. That's no no shock there, you know. Um, you know, but I. Uh, Class A early. I mean, I mean, I think that's one of the earliest I've seen Class A go in the third round. But he's a, he's a three, four, third, fourth round pick because yeah. the big three closers are going early this year. And you know, we have it's, it's, it's Hater and it's Hendricks and it's Class A, right? One, two, three, and then and then Iglesias, 
and and Diaz, right? Final ball. Yeah. Uh, those are the guys you're seeing. In, I mean, closer went ridiculously early in this round. All those guys went in three, four. You know, you had Chapman in there. Chapman you had Ryan four. Presley in there. All gone. Yep. Okay. And Chapman's got the biggest. You you want you want to you want to give my hot take? I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a guy who's gonna. I have a feeling he's gonna blow up this year and be horrific. He, he, the end of the line might come quickly, and that's mm -hmm. the role of Chapman. You saw right? that last year. You know, I, I saw that coming. You know, and you know he was not good. He was good. He wasn't. He wasn't phenomenal. And they don't get better from here at that age. So I tell you, there's only you know there's only so many bullets in that gun when you're throwing that kind of that kind of velocity, and he's that kind of age. And and you saw the starting the cracks started to happen, right? And right. all in his uh, walk rate, what else went up, and all those kind of his ERA was up, you know, whatever. So I don't have all those metrics in front of me, but he, you can't feel great about about yeah, the whip. The whip was good. What? The whip. The whip was bad last year. Right. From Shepherd Chapman. So. So, you know, and again, there's, uh, I, I feel I'm concerned about him in particular there, but um, in terms of an early round pick, but there was a lot of, but again, here, the things that jump out of me about Phil's draft, and I'm not going through all the players, but this year, you know, you want to, you want to see, does, you think a guy like Tyler O'Neill is, 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 is a lot of people's darling this year, right? And uh, this, and this is the first year he did it, you know, hits the ball hard, he crushed, kills the ball, uh, he got, he got those great speed. Um, numbers and everything so can it be a 30 20 guy or or more sure right could can complete bottom fall out of the thing again because you know it's possible right but obviously he's got no fear because he's going to the fourth round here uh for Tyler O'Neill right so what's your feeling on Tyler O'Neill this year how many shares are you gonna have on him Zach um early? I've, I've got a, I've got an F already um but um I was uh, he's getting pushed up into like I've seen him in the third round um in a lot of these DCs which I don't think I would do but um it, like in these DCs, like I think it's about right. um, getting value. It's like where um, if you're doing like 20, like me and Fish are doing, or like you do a lot too. It's like, why are you reaching on these guys in the early rounds when you've already like, you're, you're, you're going into like you, if you're, if you're taking Tyler O'Neill in the third round, you're going against like many teams that have gotten him in the fifth round. Like, so it's almost like non right. nonsensical to take him that early, but like the fourth, right. So that's not a third, but I've seen him go in the third, which is kind of right. Right. But I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with it because if you're if, like, it depends on how your team is going to build. Like if you want, like if you wanted a closer and what's, it, what's, it, what's the difference of what order he took them. In? Right. So. Right. Oh, I, I like O'Neal. I think he's good, but, but uh, uh, it's funny because like you mentioned T Oscar last year, like everyone's like, Oh, he's, he's risky. No one wanted to, he was like the sixth round pick. And now all of a sudden like people are like, I'm taking Tyler O'Neill in the third round. Like he's fine. Um, and I'm not to say that he's not because I've taken him early too, but um, same with like Buxton, mm -hmm. like Tyler, like people are like, okay with these guys. Like, now, all the, all again, the whole Buxton thing, Buxton is still going, I mean, again, in this league, you know, Buxton going in the fifth, early, the beginning of the fifth round. I've seen him in fourth round. I've seen him in fifth round. I mean, what Buxton are we watching? Okay. It's like, are we watching, are we watching? Like, I mean, again, you want to shoot all, shit all over whatever the round, how many, the guy can't see on the field. Okay. Granted, when he's on the field, he's he's great, right? He's phenomenal, right? But if the guy can't stay on the field, you can't keep drafting him, right? So uh, it's it just like I, I just if in the fourth fifth round, I mean, I granted, I mean, you want to be the you want to be the guy that says, okay, I got bucks in the year that he was healthy for 120 games, right, and put up MVP numbers. That's what you're saying when you're trying to pick him in the fourth fifth round, 
right? Yep. Because at that point, why why do that to yourself? I mean, I, I just don't see it because the guy, some people, he doesn't have the knack in any way, shape, or form. And I'm talking about bad luck, stupid injuries, everything else. For whatever reason, the guy can't stay on the field. So you think it's yeah. a bad pick? And we have Bucks, the, it's a bad pick there. Yeah, I, I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. To me, at that, I'm not. I'm not I just well, you talk about value. You just said that, right? You know what? What value are you getting from Bucks in there? At that point in that round, same thing with same thing with uh, um, Mondesi, right? Uh, the same thing. Still, still, we're all going. We're, we're all going. Oh, yeah. you went in the third. You went in the third round, Mondesi, in this draft, right? So I'll be said, but the but that's where he's still going. Third, fourth it. round. Okay, I mean, and and, and that's again, crazy for one month every year for September for September numbers with the hopes that the guy. Right. And again, on a team, the Royals even said they don't they don't have faith he can even stay well. They even come out and said it when your owner comes out and says we don't have, have any any faith that this guy staying on the field, right? At this point, why will you why do you consider it we well, they're gonna really push the guy? And they're not gonna they're gonna take any chances with the dude, right? You know, this, you know, so as I said before, and everything's based on speed. So if you don't get that, right, he hurts himself in some way, what do you got at that point, right? So I, I just don't I don't I just don't see the whole uh the the, the the logic and that whole thing but but anyway you know you got you know, pixel do so um jumps out of me look everybody's interested in darling this year newsflash and every single draft anybody in, in is all over brian reynolds i mean he was a big league winner for a lot of people last year you everybody's taking him consistently in seventh eighth round and every draft i've done i have not seen brian reynolds going lower than the seventh eighth round yes or no yeah so he's a seventh eighth round pick right yeah. everybody loves blake snell this year they think you know, the industry, the guys that look at pitching, saying Blake Snell's a huge buy and spy. He went super late in this draft, though. You know, for for this draft, yeah. No, well, that's about where he's going. Yeah, he. he you know, where he's, he's going? In, tenth, tenth round. He's not tenth round. He's ninth round in this draft. Phil took, Phil took him in the oh. ninth round of this draft. If you go to okay. other, if you. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, you're right. I, I stand. I stand corrected. Yeah, we're in, the, we're in the ninth round. So that's pretty. That's still pretty, like end the ninth round. That's pretty late. For like, that's, right. it's past his ADP. Right. It was not, I mean, he went in another earlier draft. I, I, I have a ninth round in another draft board I'm looking at right now. So, yeah, he's, he's consistently around ninth round. So, so that's what's been going there. And, uh, you know, but again, everybody this year is banking on Brian Hayes and back and Josh, and Josh Bell and also Glebert Torres. For some reason, there's like this, maybe I'm missing something. People that think that Glover Torres is not dead. I know the analytics don't say he's not, he's not dead. So we'll have to see what's going on with Glover Torres. So, and uh, he's been, he was really, it's going to be a lot for me to draft Glover Torres because he shit all over me in so many leagues last year, you know, as a, a fifth round pick. Now he's a 12th round pick. Maybe in the, in the, in the right scenario, you take Glover Torres, I guess. Right. So uh, are you all over Glover Torres this year? Uh, not all over him, but I've um, taken him a couple of times. Right. Who do, you, who do you like more, Labor Torres or Ahmed Rosario? Uh, well, if I had to pick one, yeah, uh, get Rosario later, right? I uh, think. I guess. Ahmed Rosario's going later, I believe. So I, I, I would, I'd have to go with Ahmed Rosario if I, if I had to pick somebody. So I would go with Rosario over, over where you have to get, you know, Labor Torres. Right. Okay. You know? In terms of uh, uh, what I've looked at, in terms of that, and um, 
you know, and a Neil Cruz, another, another buddy's baby, you know, when you see a new crew, Neil Cruz being popped 16th round, that's still one of your starters, right? Yep. You take him in the 16th round, you'll be pretty confident he's going to be out there starting, you know, and uh, so that, that, that that's the earliest I've seen him go. Usually he goes like 19th beyond at that point. So um, 250-ish, I don't know, what's, what's 16? He usually goes around pick 250 is his ADP. Yeah. So, and then, uh, and everybody believes, of course, that Andrew Haney, Seems to be the guy this year who is going to be the bust out guy. And since he moves, he moves to LA, he moves to Los Angeles, and all the all his woes are going to be solved in Los Angeles. And you don't you don't have to pay more than like a twenty some odd round pick to get him. At this right. point, right? Mm-hmm. So why not, right? So these are these are some people that uh, jump out at me that are you know that you can see that uh, Phil had picked in this league. See, I didn't I didn't do all fifty of his picks, and I just talked about certain players during that draft. Okay, he jumped out. We, and we didn't mention my brilliant team in that draft, which is a brilliant, was a bit, which is a brilliantly drafted team that, which is great. So you can, yeah, you can talk about it if you would like to, but yeah, it's it's brilliant. Is it brilliant? You love that? Know. You like that? I don't like know. I, I got you did some things I wouldn't have done, but um, like uh, I like your sixth round pick. I did some. I did some things I I wouldn't have done. You wouldn't have done. You did something that you did some things that I wouldn't have done at all. But. Um, it, it, what I think you, like you, had, you, had, you had some really good picks, and you also had some picks I wouldn't have made. But mm-hmm. what, who am I to say? That that but that but that's the case with everybody's draft, right? Yeah, <laughs> Looking sure. at some really good things, and and then it makes a picture I wouldn't have made, right? Yeah. At this point. So, okay. So what else do you want to talk about, Zach? As we wind down our, our that's show it, tonight, man. I, I I got to talk about how long we've been on the air for. Uh, too long. How long is too long? Actually, it's been um, eleven. We're, we're approaching two hours. Oh, there we go. Plenty of time to another. Uh, and, and and first of all, another guy I will never, I will never, when I found this out, there's another guy I will never draft ever, ever again, even if I wanted to, a certain point was Tony Gonsolin. Okay. When I found out about his, about his fucking cat cleats. Do you know what? The guy's got the, his cat cleats. Do you see his cat cleats? No. The guy wears like he's a cat person and he's got cat, he's like a fur all over his cleats. Oh, he wears, oh no, I've never seen that. I'm like, I, I'm watching on TV and I'm like, are, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Okay, See, that's a that's a that's a douchebag maneuver right there. Okay, you want to pick another guy late? A, a douchebag walks out in the mound with cat with fur on his on his cleats because you're a cat person. That's a douchebag move. Right, they right call there. Him, didn't they call him Catman because he looks like a cat? Maybe I don't know. Whatever, because you look like a cat. Whether you, because you think you look like a cat, you identify your cats. You like cats and stuff like that. Okay, you don't try to be interested in wearing cat with fur on your cleats. All right, it's ridiculous. Right. When you, when, I go back to the um, the Bull Durham movie, okay? When you are, you know, you're you're winning twenty games and you're striking out whatever guys, you can have fungus on your freaking flip flops, okay? But until that time, you know, you don't have that, right? You don't get away with that kind of crap. You don't get away with cat fur in your cleats, okay? Until you earn that in the league right now. And I, that that just I just won't even I wouldn't even draft them because they get damn fur in your cleats, you know, at this point. So just whatever. And speaking of pitching, explain to me, you know, when when the mound became the bump. What is that? What, what is that? What is that new terminology, right? Where, where did that Where did that come from? Where, why Why is it? Cool? Where, where do we get the name? Where do we get bump from as a pitcher's mound? Have they lowered it? It used to be a hill, right? It used to be all he's who's on the hill for the Mets today. Then it became a then instead of the mound, so it went from a hill to a mound. Are they lowering the mound now? It's a little bump in the ground at this point, right? right. So it's, it's idiotic terminology. Okay, I, I can't see it's right. People trying to be cute, interesting, but calling it the bump. It's like when you call when you call you did it again tonight, Lewis Lewis Robert Lou Bob. Okay, yeah. What's the, like I said, 
point. It's it just, it's just dumb. I'm going to shorten it even further. I'm going to call him Labob. Like L apostrophe. Like I think I'm going to make it L apostrophe Bob. Now, now, like, now he's going to be French. Now, now you're turning him into a French turning, person. Yeah, right? Labob. Yeah, shorten it a yeah. little bit more for you. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure I'll hear that more terminology. Thanks to you that you did this whole thing. Um, yeah. But we didn't even talk about the the New Year's draft, which is a great a great draft that was there. I but was not, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't in that draft. I want to so. talk about my 20, and then we'll wind up with fun facts. I want to talk about my 2022 upcoming MTM events uh, for the NFPC because it is baseball season. Thank God football's over. Uh, you know, I, I, I just I can't take this sport, but um, at all. But if you want to watch, I used to watch football back in the olden days, golden days. But anyway, there's a, a good thirty for thirty that just came out. If you saw this in ESPN that I watched, which was very interesting tonight, was a, was a story about Marcus Dupree. So if you get a chance to watch about Marcus Dupree on thirty for thirty on ESPN, it was Are a you phenomenal. Plugging fact. ESPN on this fascinating show? story. Fascinating story. I love I like your thirty for thirty series. I like the uh, you know the Once Upon a Time in Queens, which is a phenomenal series. And I'm even not as a football guy anymore, but I but I was watching football and I remember when Marcus Dupree was playing, you know, back in the day. So um, and the story is pretty pretty interesting story. All right, fucking so, have some fucking self awareness here. You no one cares about hearing you plug ESPN fucking shows here. I'm not. I'm not. Look, I get no money from ESPN. I'm not like at least I'm not know, fucking I, exactly. Tracks. Why are you like, talking about being interesting? Fans. No one no one fucking cares about you they, liking people, that show. Zach, Zach, what? people care about what I have to say. Okay, what I what I say carries weight. Okay, what you say weighs people no down. Gives a shit about th- there's that a, show. There's a difference. Did you like that show, right, Zach? You know what I just said. What I say carries weight. What you say weighs people down. Okay, but they don't want to hear about the, these these contrived things you're doing every day. They want to hear and get some insights because I have happen to have good taste and know what I'm talking about. So it's worth investing the time if I tell you to do something and watch something, right? But anyway, back in 2022, coming up, Ben's coming up. Uh, this year, I'm going to premiere. There's going to be the Super DC like we had last year, which is $2,500 entry. I, I expect you, Zach, to be in that, the $2,500 DC. And it's also going to be, first you're hearing on the show, there's going to be a $5,000 Ultimate DC this year. Yeah, I'm going, we're going all in. There's going to be a $5,000, $40,000 first prime Ultimate DC. Because people, I, I, had two, I filled two Super DCs, 30 guys, paid 2500 bucks to get into these Super DCs. So I got to believe it's going to be interesting up the handy. So we do a five thousand. That's cool. I'm sure there will be. You know, so we're going to have those two events this year. Uh, if you want to get in there, have a, a space saved, you can DM me uh, or um, you know hit me up uh, other ways, and we'll get you because those those are going to be offerings for the NFBC this year. Um, we'll also there's going to be the, of course the ultimate, uh, the MTM ultimate draft, which is going to be um, you know covered in in New York City. This will be the 11th year of the MTM Ultimate. We'll be crowning the, the, the most recent champion, Scott Fleming, who won this year. And uh, that's going to be going on in New York. We have the Midnight Madness Draft and Party uh, Friday night in Vegas. Um, so that'll be a fun uh, draft. This is a 12-teamer. And uh, it's a standalone league. Um, and then this year, for the first time ever, we're doing the Vegas Crapshoot Draft, which is premiering Saturday in Vegas. And what's Greg it, is in the, the Vegas Crapshoot Draft. That sounds like um, that sounds like a fun fantasy football draft. It's it's not going to be a fantasy football draft. Well, no. it's a crapshoot. No, I know about I know nothing about that. But the Vegas crapshoot draft is going to be a pretty cool event. An event. There's going to be a party, an event, and there's going to be a, you know. So we'll, there'll be a whole um, uh, post about that about what's going to all be about. But essentially, um, it's going to be you know you know it's going to be a whole prizes and giveaways and party and everything the NFB is going to put on, NFBC is going to put on this year and uh, people are going to go there and we're going to have a nice prize wheel and we're going to spin them for a random draft and see what comes up and we're going to get down there and draft based on what comes up and it could be anything from a, all the way up to uh, an auction 
you know, a twenty, uh, fifteen hundred or twelve hundred dollar auction, whatever the whatever the highest, you know, the, the average mid price point for an auction is to a main event, you know, so could be anything. So, cool. and you get a chance to be in one of those drafts and win uh, win things there. Where it's just to be a fun a fun night there. So, uh, and I'll, I'm going to be also running a fast DC every week uh, starting this coming weekend. So I start. We're going to be having fast DC. Zach, you are not invited to any of these fast DCs. I'm sorry, um, but uh, you, you can get a you can get a, or fish too. I'm banning you and fish. Many further uh, fast DCs, fast so you can't be any more. How many DC? If you're going to do one every week, how many DCs are you going to end up doing in the year? You're going to be you're going to be more than me and Fish. Well, if I do a fast DC starting this weekend, every coming fucking up, week, that's crazy. Well, well that's be good. Like, that's good. That's good. That's you're, you're going to be you're going to you're going to be yeah, the heavy. You're going to be and again. Oh, 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 you know, another thing you said on, on and again, I have a whole list of crap things you said you give no accreditation for. Oh, uh, uh, I, my philosophy on drafting is ABD, always be drafting. Where did you hear that from, Zach? You you forgot. I, that's what I told you. When one of my first shows, go back and listen to the first shows. Not that from me, okay? Always be <laughs> drafting. That's my, that's how I told you. Really? That's learn. your philosophy? Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't know that was your you, thing. You don't even give me any, again, you okay, don't back I, me up. I apologize. Obviously, that's didn't back ABD me up in the damn show when he threw me under okay. the bus. I'm sorry. You didn't back me up in the damn show when he threw me under the bus. Some friend you are. You know me. You know how many times I hear shit about you, Zach? And I always back you up, Zach. I always back you up. Like, I had you going. I, you admit it. I had you going. You really think that I was never going to appear with you again? You thought that for a fact. You were all worried and concerned. Well, I, I, well, I wouldn't go that far but i thought that you weren't going to be on the show again because you were really soft about what was said on the bubba show like which wasn't even that bad like for like you we me and you joke about people all the time on here and for him to joke about you like you gotta if you can dish it if you're dishing it out you gotta take it too so what am i gonna do start start, like defending you like oh wasn't all all your all your guests are good except for mike the mouth and what am i gonna say oh no 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 no, mike's mike's a really good guy no 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 you're still confusing it It was it was a censorship thing it wasn't the bubba show it was a censorship thing and so had nothing to do with bubba okay at all that's what you just said though you just said like i wasn't defending you I'm just, I'm just giving the example of like what I was talking about, you know, that I always you got at your back. You're a big never, boy. Yeah, you're a big boy. I don't need, never to, def- I don't need to defend you. I know. I would never, you just say, you, you, I would, you know, you, you always defend Zach, your star person there. You know, you should have said, Mike taught me everything I know. He's responsible for a lot of players I was on last year. Shit like that. Okay. Come on. You know, you can say that kind of stuff. You don't like, you don't like people like him throwing me under the bus like that. Is that how many times do people throw you under the bus? Zach? And I'm always got your back, Zach. I always I, got your back, bud. All the time, man. Okay, you know, I say, I say oh, he's dumb Canadian. You know, they always say he's dumb. This kid, what did what did this kid do to you? And whatever it may be, you know, what, 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 how was he? Be? I always got your back, Zach. Just so you know that all the time. Okay. I would never abandon you and your show. And I made you, you were all upset and weepy. And you came back to me, had <laughs> my hand, and you apologized. And I said, okay, Zach, I'm going to come back on the show. Okay? okay, so there you go. All right. All right. But there will be a lot of DCs. And by the time I'm done, I'll probably do, you know, I'll probably do like 20 of them, at least including the 5,000 and the 25. I'll do at least 20 DCs. At you're least gonna, You're going to be in all those uh, super and uh, ultimate DCs? Dude, I'm not, I'm not going to host those drafts okay, and fill them and not be in them. I'm not going to create them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in those drafts, right? Cool. That's, and, uh, so, that's awesome. You, know, I can't, so, you, think, you think the same guys will be in them? You think Phil, would, Phil and Casey will be in? Will I, I guarantee people like Phil, Phil is, he'll, he'll jump all over the 5,000. He'll jump all over the 2,500. Fish is going to be in one of those for sure. I think Tyler was in one of them as well. There was there was definitely people that were in, uh, a lot of the high, high rollers were in. I think um, Cramutola was in both of them. I think there was, there was or, like two. There was two one, at least one of them. There was a couple players that were in both for sure. You know, and uh, Phil was one of them. KC was only in one of the drafts, and uh, 
but there were a lot of heavy hitters in those drafts. Oh yeah, and those will be those will be a lot of fun. Those will be running in early March, right before the start of the uh, the season, to get as close to the live events as possible, to get as much chance as people the things to shake out, and we'll see. So that's, that's what they're going to be uh, doing that. So those will be uh, those will be what they'll be up there too. So and again, I'm not going to talk about the controversy. You know, you were causing. You didn't even- well, yeah, I said I can't. We we can't ask about um, pronouns for the start of the show anymore. You can't ask about. You know, is that why you didn't ask me about that today? Why can't? Well, you I forgot. I said I was in. A, I was just in a change, and I was going to say um, I was going to change it because it, I, I respect that request. So I was going to change it to. Um, is there anything that triggers you? I for, but I forgot to ask it when we talked about the vaccines, and you went on the huge rant about so, the vaccines. So I was actually I was obviously triggered. I was triggered by the COVID question, and yeah. the vaccine question. And yeah, I, so I, and I get, it led to a huge rant. So I I, I, I kind of got flustered, and I didn't want to waste any more time. On you don't want you don't waste my time on the. Uh, I didn't want to so waste too much more time on the HR know, stuff. You, you personally offended Justin Mason by asking people jokingly about their pronouns when he came on the show. Is that what happened? Yes. Okay. So have you learned your lesson about not how de- how 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 be so be so uh, audacious of you to ask these questions about pronouns? Have you learned any lessons, any valuable lessons about that? About yeah, being- yeah, obviously I'm not asking them anymore. See, see, there you go. See, now you just caved and you're kissing ass now, man. You just say, screw it. I'm asking people. This isn't what people want to be. Everybody wants to be as their pronoun these days. That's what the, that's what the whole thing's about right now, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that the case? Any any anybody you know any like and here's the thing it goes back to hypocrisy. This is the hypocrisy thing. You want to put yourself out there as a public figure. You want to get on the air. You want people to listen to you and everything else and expect that everybody has to like you and they have to like everything you say and they have to be, you know, they have to be okay with everything you say and everybody's going to like you. I got news for you. It doesn't work that way. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you some shocking news. I'm going to tell this audience who's listening right now, Zach, and you're going to find this shocking when I tell you this, right? But believe it or not, there's some people that don't like me. I, got, I can't believe it myself. I'm stunned. I can't, when I say those words, I cannot believe there are actually some people out there who don't like me, right? But that's not because they go out of my way and try not to be liked, whatever. And no matter how, whatever you do, you're going to do things that are going to offend fucking people, okay? Because everybody got their own tolerance level and what they can't take and everything else, right? It's like Bubba. It's like, oh, we have to have fun doing this show. And, you know, you know, I like to bust balls. About, okay, yeah, but until your balls get busted, then you can't take it. So if I, if I bust you about money, well, I fall apart. It all depends who it's coming from. It all depends on source. It all depends on interpretation. Because then, you know, you tell me he's all pissed about the pronoun crap for whatever reason, because it personally, it, it, it touches a nerve for you, him on some level, right? And look, I can speak to this, bro, because again, personally, okay, I got a buddy who I grew up with my whole life, okay? His name was Tom, okay? Whole life, they hung out with them, whatever, married, Two two kids, whatever. Guess what? Several years, a few years ago, comes to me, comes to all of us, says, I'm not Tam anymore, Tom anymore. I'm Tammy, right? Goes the full route, does the whole thing, repurposes the penis, the whole deal, everything's redone. Get out, gets divorced, that's a guy now, he's a woman now, and whatever. You said now she's what? You said he. She is now he is now she. Careful. Okay. So here's the thing. Okay. But the point being is, I said, and, I, and what I said to her when this happened, I said, look, and, and the, you know, the great thing about it is there's eight of us and all seven guys accepted her for the way she is. You know why? Because she didn't go around declaring, oh, get my pronoun right. You know, da, 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 da. You know it was a life journey for her to finally come do this whole thing and come to something she battled with. Great. You know, you're a mature adult. You've grown up. You come to grips. You want to make that change? 
But let me tell you something. Don't expect us not to bust your lack of balls the rest of your life now for, for, for you coming out and saying that. Because you're one, you're one of the you're always gonna be one of the guys to us because it's gender identity, okay? Because sex and guess what? News for you, sex and gender get confused all the time. They're two different things, okay? Sex is male, female, okay, in the sexual orientation. Gender is orientation, how we how we identify ourselves to two different things. So so you could be sexually plumbed as a male, okay, but have but your gender could be something or you feel something else, okay? And I, I don't know where this LGBTQ thing came out, okay? Terrible branding. You know, you calling yourself why would you use the word queer? It's the worst thing you possibly say. I was taught don't call people queer. You know, I would go up in the year in the 80s, it was intolerance. Everybody would, you couldn't even say people were gay. Okay, it was a bad thing. Now they're queer. Who came up with that branding? Okay, who wants to be called queer? That's that's a terrible thing. I would never call someone queer. You don't think they say I want to be everybody's queer. I, I this doesn't come out of my mouth ever. Okay, but this is but this is the kind of crap that we deal with, and that's offensive to some people. If I say, hey, oh, you, hey, Zach, you're queer. If I said it to you, right, well, that could be offensive to certain people, right? Okay, and then and meanwhile, we have this whole community. So here's the thing. Okay, and one of the things is the cue is questioning. People can question their identity all the time. It's perfectly fine. Do it, but don't there's assert two, there's it. There's two cues. There's two cues. There's two. There's one. There's two two s. I don't. Know, you know. Oh, excuse me. It's queer or questioning. In other words, there's people that are have doubts or questioning what their gender is. Okay, whether it would be. That's fine. Question it all you want. Okay, but if I went around saying, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I identify as Lord. From now on, you're calling me Lord MTM. I, I believe I'm royalty, and I should be, I'd be affiliated with that because I, I felt that way from a past life. Okay, so if I feel that way, for you can say that's crazy, you can say that's whatever. And I, but if I go around every time, I, I come on before I come on your show, Zach, please be sure to make sure that I, you call me Lord MTM. You know, people are going to think like, you know, what, what do you get off doing that kind of stuff? If this whole generation just said, look, we 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 want to accept everybody, that's great. You're on your personal journey. Figure it out. Grow up a little bit first. Maybe if you're nine, 10, 12, 11 years old, you're still not figuring it out. What the hell did you know at 9, 10, 12, 11 years, 11 years? I, I don't know what the hell I was, what, 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 what was up at that time. Let's grow, let's figure that out. But I, I'm not going to demean someone if they say that kind of stuff. I'm not going to put people down if that's your choice. But it, because you bring up pronouns, okay, you know, it's like, I, and you find it offensive. That's not on you. That's on the other person. That's not demeaning people that are LGBTQS to whatever they are. They're not. It's not doing that. Okay. If you came out and demean people like that, it'd be a different story. Okay, you know what if I said to you because you told me and his he's got a he's got a theme show song that that demeans and what what's in it? He says they talk about retards, right? The dimension, yeah. There's yeah, um... there, 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 there's there's a joke about retarded. They use the word retarded in the in, in the show. If I tell Justin, he said, "Hey, I'm offended because you know I have a special needs child, which I do." Okay, uh, newsflash: I have a special needs child with multiple disabilities, right? Who's 15 years old. Okay. And if I say to you, no, Justin, your, your, your show is offensive to me because you play a, you play a song, a funny song that uses the word retard on it. Okay. That's on me. If that's offensive, I don't have to listen to your show. I have to listen to the whole thing like that. And you're going to go change the show, song and take it off because of that stuff. Okay. You're not, you're just going to do it. I hope you wouldn't. That's, that's your choice that I do. I agree with it. Right. Do I, do I like the fact that you, you know, have a song that's the demeaning or has a derogatory use of the word. So it's like all this thing about words and pronouns and it, People put way too much weight in the whole damn thing, man. You know, people do just just look, you know, accept people as people, whatever they are, and everything else. The problem is we put too much on that crap, and it and makes the whole thing worse for the for for everybody that's different. 
right? That's out there. And that, that's the problem. And he's going to come on. You're going to be called on the carpet because you, you, you ask people before they come on the show. Without a I don't see where the demeaning, terrible thing is. But the thing is, comedians do this all the time. They, they, the, whole, the, whole, the whole industry coming of all comedians, they're under fire right now. Why? Because they're saying things that are making jokes about different groups that are going to whatever. Look, you know, how many, how many Italian jokes have I heard all the time? Okay. Some of it's like I heard people say, "Oh, I don't watch Sopranos. It's derogatory to Italian American." I mean, give me a break, man. It's a TV fucking show. Does it mean all Italians are the mafia? Does it mean that I got I got the Godfather behind me? Does that mean I'm in the, that I'm involved in the organized crime or I purport to support organized? It's a it's 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 nothing. It's a TV show, okay? Just like it's a song that uses the word retard in it, okay? Just like that. Just because you mention the word pronoun doesn't mean you're against people that are questioning or they're whatever they are, okay? It doesn't. Right. So this stop that the whole population has gotten insane. Well, it's just it's, that people are putting their pronoun like if you're if you, no matter who you are, you're putting them like on your profile in your email. Who is? So I'm not. I'm not. You know I'm not either. I'm not doing that either because I don't see I don't see what purpose it serves. That's the thing. If, if, if everybody just you know, had a little bit more certainty about find out who you are. This is, this is my life advice. Everybody listening to the show. Find out who you are and just be that. OK. And be OK with yourself. And, and love yourself, be accepting yourself. Everything's going to be go great because you know you live in a fucked up world with people who are going to evaluate you, and they're going to force you to do this and for, think you do that, and you know, act a certain way. But you, you're never going to change all those people. You're never going to change all those things. You're never going to walk into a world where everything's not offensive and everything's everything's perfect and wonderful. And you know people are, are going to get you and understand you. It doesn't there are people who still don't understand me to this day? They don't get it. They think everything about oh this is all you know Mike he's really this way all the time with you know everybody like yeah that's how I am I I I come off you know do being this way this is how I am every single day of my life okay so the thing is enough of that crapola because you know I could easily point to everybody I've, I've heard so much crap to me that I hear on these shows like oh well that's offensive that that's whatever you could do that don't listen you you the ocean don't listen that's don't what, what did I say when we first started this episode I said if you're triggered by anything just stop listening. Right. You know how much crap that, that, that comes out that I don't agree with? We had fucking Trump president for this country for four years. Okay. You know, we, I, I was bombarded with crap, assaulted with crap. You know, you promised never to bring him up again if you, if, um, if you lost that election. Oh, did I? Up, no, yeah. I violated my damn rule. I triggered you. I should never have brought him up in the <laughs> damn time. You know, whatever. You didn't trigger me. You just, you just, you just, I, I just don't, I don't like, like, I don't like the But loss. as I said before, but as I said before, I can speak to these things, but I have personal. Because I love when people say, oh, you don't know because you don't have a friend who's that. Yes, I do. You don't know. You can't talk about people that have disabilities. Yes, I do. Because I have a son. That's way too. So I can speak to all this kind of shit for personal experience. Okay. And after nearly 60 years of on this planet of doing this crap, closer to 60 than ever before this year, right? You know, you, you earn your, you earn a certain level of, of right to say whatever the fuck you want. Okay. But I don't go out of my way to try to hurt people or be, or be nasty to people, whatever it may be doing this. I do this to have fun and have it be enjoyable and whatever. But, and sometimes it lands right. Sometimes it don't just like the, and that's a perfect segue to my fun facts feature as we will wrap up the show. Oh, I forgot about that. Right. Yeah. All right. I thought so, we were wrapping up. I'm, I'm excited. Okay. So I'm winding it down, man. I'm bringing it right in there at this point. I'm hoping that everybody enjoyed this little journey today and my rants and raves and everything Jeez. else took something out of it from fantasy baseball and life and everything else. Right. And uh, as we went around here, we probably didn't touch on too many players, but we should do an entire show, Zach. We just talk about all players and sabermetrics and, you know, picks and all that kind of stuff, right? Draft okay. analysis. 
Yeah. That? I mean, we did a fair amount of real stuff. We talked about um, Tyler John. We talked about Phil So We talked about the Jacob DeGrom. So that's, there was a good yeah. chunk of stuff in there that was... Uh, and, 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 and a show like that will be lowest listed show in history. But for those of you listening to this show, as we get to the end of the show here, I hope you will share the show and uh, as many friends as possible. Tweet it out there. Uh, Zach deserves it. You know, he puts up with me and a lot of crap. And I made him what he is today, the, the <laughs> phenomenal uh, podcaster in fantasy baseball, the, the must-listen guy uh, to go on and you'll be having Phil on the show next next week. So listen to him then uh, when that show comes out. But you're not but you're gonna put a nice big gap between shows, Zach, right? You're not putting mm. you're not gonna overlap, you know, Dusso because he deserves his own no, little Phil, before before you go before you say your shit, Phil Dusso is coming on January 20th. So t- 10 days from now. So we got 10 days of promotional things to over 2000. That, that episode probably won't come out to the 21st the next okay, day. Okay, good. So the goal is 2000 listens for this particular show. Okay. Right? That's our goal. So the new record. That's what I'm. That's what I'm shooting for, and that's what all the with the hype. And hopefully, it's worth a listen and sharing with others. You can follow uh, me at Godfather NFPC. And now, for some reason, you're no longer at Zach Roto. Why, why, why did that happen, Mr. Eggplant? Okay, <laughs> that's not me. That's somebody. Well, else. What happened to you? You had you were. I, I changed. Were, I, I changed my um, handle to Milestraw MVP because Milestraw is going to win the MVP, and I just wanted to like. It's sort of like me calling my shot. You know, people take victory laps. That's going to be like a preemptive victory lap when Milestraw wins the American League MVP. Which is totally bullshit and farcical that you're saying that, but whatever. Have so you drafted my- Milestraw yet this year? Have I drafted him? No, I have not. Why not? Because I, I think Milestraw will be o- overly drafted, and I think he's got a very good chance of becoming a real complete Judy, you know, uh, that's out there. So I. You know, it, what, do you, just, what do you mean by Judy? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm out of it. What does that mean? What's a Judy? Are you, are you missed the Judy? What do you used to be Judy? Be somebody like was great one category, like stolen bases, you know, like one category, like a Ben Revere. Oh, uh, okay. That see. kind of thing. You know so, who just, you know, who just drafted him? This, uh, I'll say this because somebody tweeted it out. Is um, I'm going to draft Lindy Hinkleman right now, and uh, he sniped me on Miles Merrow in the. Where, where, where did he take him? Took him like eighth round, um, or, uh, early eighth. Okay, take back what I said. Lindy drafted me. Everybody should be drafting Miles Straw in the eighth round because Lindy Hinkleman's on him. So there you go. Yep. What I said. So end up, he'll end up being great and score 100 runs, steal 65 bases, hit 275, right? And be, and, and, be he, and then I, I can take my victory lap. And you can take your victory lap at that point. You know, I'd rather be personally in a draft where I am not relying on Miles Straw to be my go-to guy to, you know, steal me, a, you know, a shit ton of bases and, uh, you know, he might be my guy, but that's just me. I could be completely wrong. I'm, I may have some straws, but my my draft is, you know, I like to get on my stolen bases early, so I'm not I'm not mining for Miles Straw on the sixth, seventh, eighth round where he's been going, right? Right. So that's the case. I know so stolen bases scarce, but but anyway, but anyway, that's where you, I told you. That's where you can find me. And but now, what you said, you 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 gave up the the Zach Roto handle, and someone took it. Now now someone so, else has it. So Miles Straw's not your go-to guy. Not necessarily. So he's not but, like but, he's not your like Kaylee McKinney or whatever. Who? Kaylee McKinney. Kaylee McKinney. Yeah, like she's not. Well, he's not. Why would you bring her up in this? this particular because like she, like she's like Trump's go-to guy, right? And then he's she's like like her Trump to her is like you to Miles Straw, right? No, like me to Lisa Ann. She's not like my Lisa Ann. So that my uh... eh, kind of. I don't think. Yeah, that's not really what I was going after. But anyways, let's get to your fun yeah. facts. So so anyway, but so 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 you give you you why did you switch drop ad Zach Roto, which was a good cool thing? I didn't like it. it was well, sort of- before you make any branding changes, man, in your life, why you should you consult me about this kind of stuff, man? 
because you know you use terrible. I for never marketing. liked it, but I just didn't want to. Like I just but you're not at Miles Straw. You know that's not. I'll change rare. it. I'll, that's temporary. I'll, I'll change it to something different. I don't want Zach Roto. I, I don't like that. I'm sort of like it's sort of like it seems like oh like he knows everything about Roto and he's trying to like think that he knows everything about like baseball. Like just not what really what I feel like, but I think it's sort of like. Sort of like an industry, yeah, it's, it's sort of like an industry ish type name, like everyone's roto. Like, I don't, no, I, didn't, right. I never just liked do, it. Just, just do at MTM's boy, something like that. Okay. <laughs> Zach, Zach MTM, just sort of like how people like have like, um, like it's like, see, if you work for CBS, you have CBS after your name. I'll just put Zach yeah. at like MTM. He's Zach at MTM. Let me change. I'll, let me do that. <laughs> I'll see if it's available. It'll be, it'll be a, it'll be I want to see, if, I want to see if it's available. Uh, you, you, can, you, can, you can get set up with your fucking fun facts, but I'm going to, I'm going to look right now to see if I can actually change that in my, on my phone. Right. If you can, that'll be a new handle. Cause you know, the miles strong is going to get old real fast at that point. So <laughs> we'll see. But anyway, my fun facts, by the way, Zach, I, I had, I have 12 and my turn from return to your show. I'll wind down the show with my 12 fun facts. These are actual facts. These are true um, facts. Well, first of all, at least the first part of Mar hundred percent true. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Fun fact number one. This is true. Up to nine, uh, up to as much as ninety percent of all paper money in the United States contains traces of cocaine. Did you know that? Now I do. Well, that's a true fact. Up to ninety percent of all paper money in the U.S. contains traces of cocaine, except in the case of Pete the draft cheat, in which case one hundred percent of his paper money contains traces of cocaine. So just, 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 just so you know that. All right, just whatever. We'll shout out to Pete there. Um, on the subject of money. Uh, Phil Dussault banked an incredible $324,000 in winnings in the NFBC in 2021. That's an actual fact, right? Mm -hmm. Which is $176,000 less than what Vlad Settler and his family use as toilet paper in any given week. Oligarchs. So, all right. So just so you know, right? Okay. So I, yeah. I don't know if you know, have you ever heard of legend? Have you ever heard of Lauren Green? Legendary actor Lauren Green of Animal Kingdom TV fame. And I don't know if you know the TV was, it was like a, it was like a TV show that about animals in the wild. I don't know if you remember, if you remember no, Animal Kingdom. No, no, but. Legendary actor, Lauren Green of Animal Kingdom TV had one of his nipples bitten off by an alligator while he was host of the show. This is a true story. He had one of his nipples bitten off of the show. Coincidentally, Justin Mason had both of his nipples bitten off by his mouthy wife. So I don't know if you knew that, that was an actual fact. No comment. Too. Uh 85% of women, this is, this is, I, I found this shocking. 85% of women wear the wrong bra size. Believe that not 85% of women wear the wrong bra size, which is not a problem for Brian Bubba Entrick as he's been known to wear the correct bra size at least 98% of the time. Hmm. So I just think that was, uh, no. Okay. It was good. What, right, what, if uh, I, what if I defended him there and not you on his show? What do you, what do you, what, <laughs> you, have to, you have to defend Brian because of his bra size? I mean, come on, man. Exactly. Okay. That was worse than anything that, that I was... should talk to at my age, bro. I, I should really talk. So I could probably use one. Okay. Here's a, this is a true, no true fact, right? Some, some desert snails have been known to sleep for three to four years. You really mean to believe that? More, they, they actually will actually sleep. Some desert snails have been known to sleep for three to four years, which is the same length of time Mike Curlin has slept through every one of his podcast appearances right, that he's done, right? Sleepy K. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, that did you know that cataprophobia, this is a true phobia, cataprophobia is the fear of mirrors. And strangely, Zolophobia is a fear mirrors have of Tadzola. So, <laughs> all right, the, um, the average person spends about, this is, this is another one, Zach, you love this one. The average person spends about two weeks of their life kissing. Two weeks of your life, Zach, is actually- spent, Oh, this is about me, right? Okay. okay. 
which in your case is over a month when you include ass kissing. So yeah. I, okay. there you, go. you knew that was coming, right? Yeah, you said that was coming. Coming away. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All right. yeah. But um, well, this is this is an actual this is an actual true fact. It is illegal to mistreat rats in Denver, Colorado. There's an ICO law in the books in Denver, Colorado that's illegal to mistreat rats. Okay? But it's perfectly legal here in New Jersey, which is why I can get away with the way I talk to you. I'm not in New Jersey, though. I'm in Canada. Two in a row. Two in a way for you there. Right? I only got you with one. All right. So here we go. Number nine. Right? The, this is, this is a, uh, the average lifespan of a Major League Baseball is five to seven pitches. You know that the average, the average lifespan of a, a ball in play in Major League Baseball is five to seven pitches. Right. And the average lifespan of a moronic video post about Joe Musgrove by Cubby Knoll on Twitter is forever. He actually <laughs> deleted gonna, that. It's going to last forever. And I thought, you, you know where I thought you were going with that? The average lifespan is about five to seven pitches. It's about, it's about how long Jacob DeGrom is going to last into the season. <laughs> that, that's, that, 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 you're saying five to seven. Well, Mark, let's have a bet. Let's have a bet on that. Five All to right. seven pitches. Right? Over, over, under, over, under seven pitches. Five, over, over, under seven pitches. You know, and, and you know, believe me, you say that Twitter link forever. We, we have that link somewhere forever. So we can, we should play the Cubby Knoll video every single year. We got to post it at the beginning of every He drafted Cubby Knoll in the, or, he didn't draft Cubby, he drafted himself. He drafted um, Musgrove in the, in the draft that was in. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he <laughs> didn't draft Musgrove. Did he, he? Yes, he did. <laughs> you should have, you should have fucking never let it out. You should have just posted it all over the place. After that, we should have screenshot the pick with, with, with that video. You should have done that. <laughs> How that guy even has a job after that, I have no idea. Anyway. And and what's even better is when fucking when fucking Brian Baba is telling he's talking about how he's a good player and the guy's timing out on his draft he timed out in the turn for two picks and he drafted and he and after that video he's he's giving him props as a good player right oh, was uh, he? yeah I, didn't, I don't remember that. yeah yeah you missed that part too yeah that, that's a show you were on by the way yeah right? I missed that I, mean, I missed him saying that he was a good player. number number ten this is true also is it is illegal to get a fish drunk in Ohio did you believe it it's actually illegal in Ohio to get a fish drunk. Unless, of course, you're John Fish, in which case you're, you're legally drunk at any given time, no matter what state you're in, in the U.S. So, all right. Number 11. This, this is another oh, fact. Is this a bonus one? I thought we had 10. I have two. Two more. Right, bring it home. Right. right. This is a fact. Recently, Paul Spore and Justin Mason actually did a fucking favorites fruit draft. Fruits draft. Okay. They, yeah. did a, they did a draft on drafting favorite fruits. And oh, I, I, saw, and I, I saw that. Yeah. All right. And I hate mm -hmm. to admit it. I did one as well. And both of them won one, two with my first two picks in the turn. So I took them both. <laughs> Zach's falling off his team with that one. <laughs> I knew you liked that one. <laughs> yeah, for his, I'm laughing because Zach's falling off his team right now. They I'm win not, one, two in the turn, man. What do you mean? I'm, I'm not laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get a video of that. You, you laughing at me just saying that. Okay. And number 12. Okay, to bring it home, it's widely accepted that the U.S. military's secret, quote unquote, secret space shuttle, the Boeing X-37B, is currently the, one of the world's worst kept secrets, believe it or not. If you think of the movie Armageddon with a military space shuttle, it's, it's considered one of the worst kept secrets. We have a military space shuttle orbiting the planet. A close second will be all of Phil DeSoe's players by the time all the live <laughs> events hit in NXT in March. <laughs> and that, my friends... Was the was uh, facts that last one? Was, that last year. one was good. I, figured, I had a feeling that was going with both Phil. And I and I and I put it and I so I put my uh, my personal thought. I did those just for you. It took me a lot of time to craft those. I prepped for the show, Zach, a lot. Hey, I this. spent a lot of time with my roast as well. Yeah, and it was and that was the worst part of the entire show. Is people <laughs> if you put the poll up there. What was the worst part of the show? 
they will people will pull in and say that was the worst one. But Zach, look, but all but it all seriously, man. Okay. Uh, I'm glad we did this. We got back into it. It was glad baseball season's back on. I support you 100 percent Maine out there and what you're doing and whatever. And you got much better at it as you've gone along. Just don't become an industry fucking, you know, kiss ass shill. Okay. When you go on these damn shows, can you please? Because it's it's really painful when you do that. Just be yourself, be, you know, unique, your niche. But don't go on the show, these shows and just, I just go around. Kiss, and, I don't kiss ass. It's a very incestuous thing, man, because everybody that's doing this right now, you know, it's not it's not entertaining when I when I when I try to listen to the, the podcast and at the same, all of you are on this, each other's podcasts. Like that, that that's the best that's way where well, I'll get this guy and next week I'll do his podcast. You know, why don't you take the time? Just flip the mic and do it while you save yourself some time. Just do it where you're on the same side. We, so we only should have done that one time. Okay. If you want a unique angle, you want something that's cutting edge, you put me on your podcast, right? You don't keep interviewing each other around around the same thing. Okay. People are coming around to that. They know, and I'll be doing my podcast tour. I think again, uh, where, where else are you going to go on? Hey, whoever wants me, man, I'll go on there. I know, I, I know after this show, the first call Bubba's making tomorrow morning is you asking you, can is there a way I can get MTM on my show now after hearing him talk about me, he's going to want and uh, especially the, the, I think the bra size thing finally did it. That put him over the top to get me on yeah, the he'll show. Love he'll love that. He'll, he'll, he'll appreciate that sense of that, that humor because obviously you, you can bust everybody else's chops about things, but you can't make jokes about that because even though he makes jokes about himself, about that kind of stuff anyway. Okay. I, Believe I, me, I, I, I think I, people I, should be able to joke. What? I think people should be able to joke about whatever. I, I think everybody should all be able to joke about each other and not take what we're doing too seriously, man, because this is a game. It's supposed to be fun. I do this because I like to have fun. Of course, I want to make money. Okay, but I want to make this be fun and enjoyable for everybody. So I hope everybody that spends some time with me, whether listening to me or meets me in person, will have a, a good time. And I hope to see many of you at any live events. Introduce yourself and uh, hope to get to see more. My, my followers have been growing the last few days, by the way, Zach. They, I, I, like dropping, they were dropping like crazy because I, yeah. I had the, the last controversial thing I did. I had the audacity to make, remember, the, remember my, my horrific thing I did to make fun of Carlos Marcano's draft? I think what, I don't that was know, a long time is, ago. Yeah. And that, that I lost like 30. I lost, I lost like, th I, I timed it. When I said that I lost like 35, he, he became, a, yeah, this is the ironic thing. He became, started following me after I made that joke <laughs> and I lost 30 people because they're outraged that I made fun of him. I made fun of him so vehemently on Twitter about, you know, screwing it up on whatever he did at the time. I don't even remember what it was anymore. So Carlos, shout out to you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks for being cool. And then having Carlos is a man, man. And Carlos is a man. Me and, me and him talked, we had a good talk right after, um, Right after that all happened. Sometimes sometimes you, you get closer with people after some confrontation. There like, you go, um, man. Just like just like me and Bubba are gonna become fast friends now and buddies. Maybe you know? maybe you're right. Like, Bench with Bubba at MTM. It's gonna be a new new show. See, he's got more publicity on this fucking show. You know, they they, they listen to his thing because I brought him up. I'm gonna make him a celebrity from listening to the show. Of course, you know, you should do so. your own show. It's called Benched with Mike, and you're just bench pressing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just be benching. I'll be bench pressing while I'm doing the podcast. Just a That's video of you bench pressing. I am. I think a, I want to say. I want to say the most I, 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 want Bubba, I want Bubba on the show too. Okay, I'm sure he will. You, you, you kiss. You, you kiss his ass up there. I did not he's kiss his running ass up in that him. show. He's I, I, I'm not. I, I, I even. I re-listen to the show. I said like I'm not like an industry person. I just do a podcast. Yeah, I, no, do no, I do this. I do this. I make good friends back, like you. I make good friends like you and him. And um, I consider a lot of people friends. And then all I want to do is get better at playing the game. I don't want to be like. I don't want to be. And have you gotten Zach? Have you gotten better playing the game, Zach? Yeah. You did. Definitely, you won definitely. an overall. Congratulations on that. You know, and the ironic couldn't thing, couldn't couldn't have, couldn't have been worse than my first year. The, the yeah, short but, year. but the point being is, you improved a lot, a lot of different things, and some of the things you were talking about, 
you know, and you made the thing that you talked about on the show about oh, all the, when I try to draft the entire relief core of one team, like the Reds trying to hit on their closer, which is a big mistake. I said that to you during that thing. That's not a good strategy next year. Okay. So I actually said that to you. Right. So the point about it is some of the stuff I, I do know some of the stuff I'm talking about, you know, I may not have as many wins, although I've won my fair share as some other people, but I at least can coach people on certain things, you know, from the outside looking in. Right. So you become a better player because of that kind of because of that stuff like that. And it's good. And I'm glad. Good. I'm glad. I like to see nice guys in the industry. All right. Win the damn money. Okay. It, it, not like Phil Dussault, who deserves to lose every fucking penny he made last year. And I will revel in the fact that all of your money is gone and in my pocket next year. I can't wait, you know, to see him. You know, I wished upon the worst season in history coming up. That what's, my, what, what's my goal this year? My goal is to make Phil Dussault broke. There it goes. That, that, that is our mutual goal. It should be everybody's goal and every draft you go into that your intention is to see Phil DeSo not finishing the money and go broke. Okay? Yeah. So that's, that's what it should be. Good, luck, good luck to you. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> good luck making that happen. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else. So until next time, Zach. Right, do you want to say your handle? I, I actually, before we, before we sign off, I checked if uh, Zach MTM is available and it is not available. Zach MTM is not available. So that means there is someone on Twitter right now that has the handle Zach MTM. So let's find that person. This sort of reminds me of when we were like looking for uh, Dexter the Kitty at the end of the at the end of one of our other, other shows. There is a Zach MTM. He's following twenty people. Doesn't do it. it. It's a pretty no picture, no nothing. But there is a Zach MTM. So why don't you why don't you ask him if he get the handle for you? You know, some squat sub squat sub squatting on your handle, paying fifty bucks. You know what am I like I'll, Ricky Ricky Henderson? I want to pay for the number twenty four. And I'll tell him I'll I'll Venmo him fifty dollars if he gives you. Was your, Ricky Henderson your, number twenty four? I don't know. I don't remember. I'm not. But I will Venmo him fifty dollars to Zach MTM. He gives you his Twitter handle so you can become at Zach MTM from now on. All right. Message him. He's not, he doesn't accept DMs, so I'm sort of screwed. Doesn't accept DMs. Any other <laughs> idea? Any other any any other ideas? Huh? Any other ideas for my my new handle? MTM Zach. <laughs> Just do MTM Zach. Yeah, that's even, that's even that's even worse. That's even worse, I'm sure. That's taken. That's taken. And it's okay. um, yeah, it's ten following ten people. Yeah, go. I'll, I'll, Zach, I'll come up with I'll come up with some good Twitter handles for you, better than Miles Strong VP. But now we're now we're now we're burying a good ending of the show. Okay, right. so at God at Godfather, if you're still listening. Which I'm sure we did because hanging in every word of the show at Godfather NFBC as a National Fantasy Baseball Championship is where you can find me. Hope many of you will participate in the competitions this year. It is probably the best competition, season long competition in baseball out there. And uh, Zach, Zach Roto over here uh, is now at Miles Straw MVP, is now one of the top players now in the NFBC, thanks to me. And uh, hopefully, you continue to get better. All right. Thank you, my friend, Mike the Mouth. You're welcome, my friend.